What's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams back in here. New, 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 new world order. With another YouTube live stream. Shout out to the Coach Gang. And that's you. For being in here, being involved, and being active on this YouTube channel. And welcome to Tuesday Night. Data. We got you back in here with a great show for the Tuesday evening hour or hours. And we got you ready and primed up in real estate for your data for the evening. All right. We'll line up a couple of gorditas for you if you don't have your one. So you can go in. Anyway, we got a great show for you lined up today. This is a podcast. So uh, if you came in here for the title, the title. Um, this show, whatever we're talking about, is going to be at the end of the show. But I'll give you a little bit of teaser here in a minute after I do my introduction. But you're in here with the Bruce Wayne of this ish, the king of kings, the king of content, and the speaker of truth. Yours truly, the notorious one, a.k.a. Mr. Coachellini, better known as the prognosticator, Coach Adamus, and you're in the Desert Storm bunker with every woman's fantasy that is EWF and CGA, see God Allah, and the Black Moses, and the whole effing show, the undebatable Coach Greg Adams in the building. Yes, indeed. Oh, also, I am the eight-time demonetized champion of YouTube. Indeed. Indeed. All of that in a bag of chips. Ahoy. Anyway, we got a great show for you lined up today. The headline story, all women should be housewives. Where did I get that from? Yeah, where is that coming and from? That's you. All right, we're going to examine this housewife thing and maybe put up a little bit of a poll for you guys a little bit later. And try to figure out if, in fact, that, you know, you would prefer a housewife or that they call a stay-at-home mother as a spouse. You know, we have this idea that traditionalism is dead, and we should go back to tradition where women didn't work. Well, we're going to clear all of that up, but what I'm going to do now is uh, play a clip for you to set up the show. All right, we're going to show this clip later. This is the main event part of the clip by uh, a gentleman that goes by the name. Well, he he's not with us anymore. All right, he's not with us. He doesn't have life anymore, but we still uh, will honor and respect him. He does. He has written plenty, plenty of books. The Bohemian, Bohemian author and motivational speaker, One Miles, Dr. Miles Monroe. And uh, there was a clip that was presented to me, and I thought this would be a great topic for a show. And uh, as I perused the comment section, women were highly supportive of this message. And we're going to break that down because I've, you know, I'm sure some people were triggered when they came in and they saw this title and they're like, Coach Greg Adams up to it again. But what we're going to look at is why women are now looking at this and they're supporting this message because this clip, although Mr. Monroe died in 2014, um, this clip has been circulating on the Internet as of recent. All right. And so now you're looking at the mindset of the modern American woman. Many people, obviously, they're going to see a black face and. They're going to respond to black people. That's how, how people work. Weirdo, but but it is what it is. Um, he's, they see this guy talking about this, but did the women get triggered? All right, most of the women supported it. Let's go ahead and play the clip. Listen, look at me. No woman on this planet, I don't care what she sells you. No woman on this planet wants to have to go to work. Let me say it slowly. No woman on this planet, none, I dare them to talk to me. I've been to 87 countries. Okay. And every woman is the same. 
They don't want to have to go to work. Why? They're not built to have to support nothing. They came to help. All right, and so we hear this honestly a lot with the help meet um, in the Bible. And uh, really, he chose his words carefully there. Women, don't they don't want to have to go to work. Now, we're going to hear a lot of women say, well, I want to go to work and I want a career, you know. So I could focus on my career. All right, we're going to hear that. We broke that down. We saw this uh, be the degradation of society, women uh, focusing on careers. But we're going to actually look at what type of careers women do. We're going to unpack all of this. We're going to unpack all of this. But, but, but first, I want to let you know, I'm going to look at some of the comments. I'm going to look at some of the comments. And we're just going to highlight the female comments here. All right, the female comments, just so you can see who was in support of Dr. Miles Monroe's message and when was it? So this video was released a month or two ago. And here's a woman here. It says right here, here's several women. Number one, yep, I say it all the time. Um, I'm of the opinion that women's ministry is her household, which is more tasking than any other job on the planet. I think she meant taxing. But anyway, maybe taxing. I'm not sure. It says kudos to those who seem to handle the household and still want to go to work. All right. Another woman appears to say men have failed their responsibility and women uh, end up working and doing everything else in the house. We hear that argument uh, a lot. This seems to be a woman here. If you choose to go to work, then you just add another job to your other job at home which is a babysitter made and all of the things that this person has put in terms of what women do at home and a lot of support for that. Here's a woman says, where are the men who want to be husbands who handle their responsibilities? Women are tired of holding it down on both ends. This woman appears to be a woman. I agree. I work because I have to have to remember. He said all women should be housewives and that women don't want to have to go to work. Last one, allow me to introduce you to my mother. She's the most hardest working woman or mom ever and supported my family as a homemaker at the same time. Some women want to work. Yes. So I could focus on my career. Um, let me see. Here's another woman and then we'll move on. Amen. I def he says, I, she says, I definitely don't, but I work five days a week and cook dinner. Um, it says right here, washcloths, cook dinner, wash clothes. All right, it's, uh, it's all jumbled together. Just get her, just, she says she cooked dinner, wash clothes, no comments, and clean the house, and no comma again, help take care of the kids and grandkids and husband. That is a woman here. And this woman says, I had to work, come home, clean, cook, watch kids, while he got to sit around after he got off on Saturday and Sundays um, and was working while he got to do whatever he wanted on the weekends. You are right. If a woman's married, she doesn't want to work, but being single working isn't fun. All right, listen, remember, I, they're not putting punctuations on this one. So here's the deal. Here's the deal. As odd as they may seem by you being triggered by this conversation, you're seeing a lot of support for what he's saying. All right, so you're seeing a lot of women saying, and the way he presented it, he lends to support, right? Because he says women don't want to have to work. And by the way, let's get out of the mind frame of the American woman. The American women in most European nations, right? Um, any of the women in the uh, World Cup, any countries that have the women in the semifinal, 
or finals of the World Cup, these are most of the women that have the ability to earn significant amount of money by working. All right, the other countries where he said he visited, many women do work as well, right? So they work, but they only work at jobs that basically pay peanuts, all right, and they're taken away from the home. So we're going to we're going to unpack all of this conversation up and I should put up a poll, but I should also tell you to contribute to today's show dollar sign the notorious CGA on the cash app, Venmo, Coach Greg Adams TV, PayPal, paypal.me backslash Coach Greg Adams, and that is pinned to the top of the live chat on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel, and you can super chat on the Notorious new, CGA new, channel. New, new, new and I'm going to acknowledge the earlier contributors to today's show. All right, and then I'm going to put up a poll for you guys. Now, I'm going to pack the entire housewife argument. Um, You know, I was married in, in some portions of my marriage. My mother, my mother, my uh, wife at the time served as a stay-at-home mother. All right, so... Um, I'll tell you maybe my experience with that. And, you know, I can't speak for her, but I'll tell you how she handled it. It wasn't pretty, but um, there was a semblance of she wasn't contributing to the house. All right. So there is a mindset of women who are stay at home moms. They feel that they don't contribute to the household. All right. So uh, CGA is the goat says just a daily reminder. <laughs> oh, no. Just a daily reminder that Barack Obama is. <laughs> oh man he says uh he says you see yes he says you see i make love to men daily pause he says and if he wasn't he'd have come out and immediately refuted the story but he hasn't yeah yeah i mean i guess we're just gonna have to accept it by the way i've often said he was that for a long time and people got mad at me I, they got mad at me. I used to say that all the time. I was like, and I used to insinuate this on my show. I said, you wonder why he's never got caught up in the scandal, right, <laughs> related to having an affair with women? I mean, because that was one of the best things about his presidency. He was scandal-free. He was one of the only presidents that were, but he was well-protected. Uh, but uh, any anyway, um, yeah, it'll eventually come out. Maybe. Shout-out to JP in the building, Jabari. He says, uh, if all women should be housewives, then all men should work manual labor and do sports for the rest of their lives. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, we don't want to do that. I definitely don't want to do that. So, yeah, I guess you're saying if we're going back to the housewife model, men should all work at the plant like Fred Flintstone. Okay, so if we're going back, we're going back to archaic laws. Gym rats is in the building. Thanks for trying to save mankind. I appreciate that. All right. All right. Uh Juan Pameras was reminding me that he likes handicap chicks because she can't run from the D. Okay. All right. Shout out to Juan. No government name. No government name is over on PayPal. Uh, there is a delay. He says those dominant men are broke pookies that get these women wet. He says it's the best way. It's best to have leverage and options. They can sense that. So broke pookies get them wet and it's best to have leverage and options. Uh, yeah. Women can sense that as well. So, yeah, uh, for something about it, you know, nothing like a broke ninja to get a woman peacefully wet. I don't know what it is, man, but we got to accept it. All right, and we got no government name says, sending a double up, appreciate your universal reasoning and your subject matter conversation. It hit home for all of us, Coach. Target acquired and send it. Thank you for those, brothers. All right, thank you for doubling up. And we'll give you co-sponsorship while we at it. I'm rich, bitch. 
Okay, we got that brother already. And let me check over here on Venmo, which runs a little slow, slow for these earlier contributors. And we're going to kick it off with a little bit of doom and gloom. Uh, and talking about a president, we talked about former president Barack Obama. We do have to talk about another former president that's got some troubles on his hand. Macaroni Tony says, I forgot about that old man scranf. He says, I'm back in the gym now to show these Thundercats. We still got it. Yes, indeed. All right. Uh, yeah, man, it's good to show the younger men now that we're older and maybe possibly elders. It's good to show them, you know, these young bucks. What's up? All right. Young bucks still need they still wet behind the ears. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, we don't honor and respect our elders anymore. I'm an elder statesman. Do me a favor, hit the like button. We got 239 people only liked on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel. I would love a ratio of half watchers, half half likes. Even better would be a, a ratio of all watchers, all likes. All right, so as we get into this show, please hit that like button before we have to stop the show and remind you because it's very important. Not everybody's able to contribute financially to keep this show going. But you can very well contribute by hitting that like button. Imagine, imagine I was a white woman talking about this, a regular looking white woman, and you would be obsessed. You'd hit that like button immediately, right? You send super chats, 50, 50, 100, $150. Yes, you would. So do me a favor and hit that like button. Like I'm your favorite white female uh, content creator, all right, in the manosphere. Hit that like button as I'm talking. Nobody hitting a like. All right, Jesus. What a travesty. What a travesty. This is terrible. All right. Uh, anyway, let's get into today's show because this is the king of kings in the building. Uh, what are we doing here? All right, let's get it up to 500 likes real quick. All right, anyway. <laughs> let's get it up real quick. Oh, man. That's what he she said. All right, look at that. The, my likes barely even moved. This this it was travesty. It's so reprehensible. All right. All right, you liked it, man. Just click the likes, man. This is ridiculous. <laughs> All right, anyway, y'all y'all have no problem liking the women. Y'all like and super chat and be in the you be in the chat. All happy and gay. <laughs> you be happy as hell. Soon as Courtney pop up, soon as Pearly pop up, y'all hitting the likes. Over here, you're like, I ain't going to hit no like. All right, here we go right here. What are we doing? Doom and gloom, yes. Doom and gloom, CGA in the building, yes. We got to go ahead and announce new, 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 new that former President 45, Donald John Trump, has now been indicted, everybody knows this, by, oh, that's not what I wanted to show you has now been indicted and charged and indicted in Georgia. And he has 10 days to surrender for arraignment. New, 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 new world order. Uh, just to put a little doom and gloom on this one right here. Anybody celebrating this is an absolute moron. But you guys do what you need to do. Um, we obviously have another family in the office that, that, that definitely has some criminal ties. And maybe their day will be sought out. But I think now this is, you know, you guys want to save America. It's it's hard to become. It's hard. It's day by day is getting harder and harder to save. Uh, when we're indicting presidents, not one time, not two times, not three times, but four times, not only presidents, political candidates, current political candidates, and we're indicting them months in the heat of all of the presidential elections right at the beginning when you had two years 
to indict him, investigate him. No indictments came forward. We're now indicted in Georgia, um, in New York, and we actually had him on trial not too long ago for an alleged sexual assault that he was uh, held responsible for and liable for and had to pay $5 million of damages with no evidence. This is where we are. This is a political farce. And this is a banana republic at this particular point. Now, I don't care if you like Trump or don't like Trump. We've just opened Pandora's box again, and the corruption is running wild, like Hulkamania. I mean, this should not be happening in this political climate, but this is where we are. And um, he's a current running candidate for the office, and this is what they're doing at this time. Man, I cannot support it, and it basically makes me lose faith. I mean, this you got to listen. It, it, it makes you lose faith in what you would last perceive as the last bastion of hope, the American presidency. And we have to understand the American presidency is not a person. It is an institution. And yes, there's been a lot of criminals that have been American presidents all the way up and down. There are people who have been criminals that ran for that presidency. So we already know that uh, ancient Rome was done in by many factors, but one of them corruption. This reeks of corruption. I mean, this is basically electoral interference. Now, let's just talk about it and see what's happening right here. He's indicted this time with 18 other co-conspirators, and uh, he got the RICO essentially going on right here, and he's been charged for racketeering charges stemming from the efforts to overturn the 2020 election. Um, I don't know if you know, Hillary Clinton did something similar, so did Stacey Abrams and the likes. I mean, this is something... This is something that pretty much all people do, but I'm sure Donald Trump is probably going to be guilty of something, whether he's held or found guilty is something else. In my opinion, I probably believe that none of these trials will proceed prior to the election, so it's going to be uh, null and void. If any of these trials do proceed before the election, it's a grand conspiracy. That's that's the bottom line. It's the bottom line. Um, I wouldn't want this for any type of political candidate. But if we're going to be uh, equal, let's get everybody indicted. But again, the presidency is not a person. It's an institution. And when you shit on an institution like this, one of the last ones that you might believe in this republic that you can have left, you shit on it, you got nothing left now. I mean, look, shit rolls downhill. <laughs> shit rolls downhill. So um, anyway, it is what it is. It is what it is. Um, you know, it, we, we know what's going on here. This is not um, about what it seems to be about, about people being above the law. I mean, you know, for the most part, we've let these people get away with significant amount of crimes. Well, what we know is that Donald Trump is an outsider and we know he's the lead candidate to win in this 2024 election. And he probably will win whether he's in jail or not. In fact, I'm willing to believe that um, as far as they um, as far as they know, whether this is a plan or not. This is going to help him win. I mean, this this will help him win before it hurts him, even if he happens to land his ass in jail. But I think people want their pound of flesh, and they're probably going to get it from this one. But this is this is a sad this is a sad day. It's a sad day for for the country and for people who are hoping that this can come back and we can turn back to some normalcy. Well, here you go. <laughs> it's not coming back. All right, just so I'll let you know, we're not coming back. I and. Good luck to you. You know, we're going to a future, and the future is new, 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 new world order. Oh, man. It's crazy. It's crazy, man. What a world that, what a world we live in. <laughs> what a world we live in. 
He says, not an outsider. Okay. All right, here we go. You know, you talk about politics. The risk of po- talk about politics is you divide the audience, but I'm only going to speak facts. He's not a politician. <laughs> so that is AKA an outsider. All right, he's not a politician. So that's all you need to know. He also is the only president to serve to not be a descendant of slave owners but that's neither here or there either new 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 world order but uh i'm the one with the opinion you're the watcher and you can go and jerk off at the end of the day he's not a lifelong politician many of these politicians have served protected and broken ninjas necks for 40 and 50 years he is an outsider all right as far as we're concerned here anyway all right and go sit on something uh go sit on your mama's lap if you're mad at it it is what it is, all right? Uh, anyway, and stick it up right up your, you know what, all right, if you don't agree, but I don't give a damn anyway, all right? Yeah, he says, Maui is burning, funds going to Ukraine, and we're, we're, we're prosecuting a former president. We got our priorities straight. <laughs> we got our priorities straight. But anyway, where are we at here? Enough, enough doom and gloom. Let's get to some straggle and sniggle theater. Let's get it. Like, ride with me if you ride with me, you can slide with me if you feel like 550 on the fast sticky, come get high with me, that's a deal, right? Ride. Straggle and Sniggle Theater here. We got some great episodes of Straggle and Sniggle Theater. Uh, this one is, it's about to go down near the fries, all right? Uh, ninjas is dropping fries. Let's go ahead and do it right here. Apparently, these co-workers are going at it, and a Milly Mouth Muskrat, a pregnant one at that, it's going to try to break it up. Let's go ahead and play it. Fuck with me one more time, you two, and I don't care about none of it, nigga. Oh. I'm a real nigga, boy. I'm a real nigga, boy. I'm a sweet nigga. Mm. I don't need none of it. I'm going to give you one more oh, time. Damn, bro. And you two. One more motherfucking time, you two, bro. I done gave you two many chances, baby. Oh, man. It ain't no joke. Boy. Pussy ass nigga. One more time. Black on black crime. One more. I know I'm good, nigga. One more, bro. I swear to God on my dad's brother, oh. Brad Jackson. His dead one brother. More, Lad one. Oh, man. All right. Uh, you know, we live in a tumultuous time in our country. People are definitely stressed out. People are irritable. Uh, you got to watch who you set off, and it could be set off and going and popping just like that. And it doesn't matter if it's a brother's brother or if it's a non-brother or a brother from another's mother. Everybody can catch wreck. All right, and so this guy right here in the middle of dropping flies and flipping burger patties and flipping filet of fishes, hey, um, it's time to get it on, all right? We can get it on like Donkey Kong, but this guy didn't want to lose his yob, obviously, or he would have pounded that little dude into submission for sure because, uh, as we know, Sometimes when you're angry, you can make mistakes, and sometimes you can tear a man's head off. So we, this is what we have here. We got stressful people here on slippery, greasy-ass floor. Um, this could have turned into a mess, and that man was washing his hands for quite a long time. Let's go ahead and review the video one more time and be conscious about who you snap at today, um, these days, because you can lose a nose. Here we go. <laughs> Oh, he a real ninja. All right, he probably a criminal as as we are uh, selectively prosecuting criminals. 
all right, and letting criminals run free. Interesting. Um, this dude's a real ninja, and the dude right here is washing his hands, and the Millie Mouth Muskrat here is sexually assaulting the angry man right here. Well, not the angry man, not, not Valdez, but the angry gentleman here. Um, as she's grabbing arms, this could have ended very unwell for her. All right, she could have actually caught an elbow, but uh, she's trying to calm him down. And women could be a source of, you know, a source of soothing. All women should be a source of soothing. You need to calm down your warriors at times and empty his balls. All right, so let's get back to it here. I'm a real nigga. Oh, no. Oh, it could have been on, man. That dude could have hit him all on top of his head like this, like Donkey Kong. He could have Donkey Kong the hell out of this dude, man. And it would have been, it would have been a wrap. <laughs> All right, man. I think he wanted to Donkey Kong him. What you think? I'm a straight nigga. I don't need none of it. I'm going to give you one more time. Uh-oh. And you threw. And you threw. He said you threw. All right, you know he mad when he said you threw. Threw. <laughs> like not through, you threw. All right, boy, this is definitely in the South. Uh, I'm guarantee you this is around uh, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. You threw. One more motherfucking time you threw, bro. I done gave you too many chances, baby. It ain't no joke. Come on, my daughter here. Come on. ass nigga. Oh, yeah, that's the, that's the South. One more. That's Houston. I know I'm good. His dead brother. Okay, white folk. Look at the man right here talking about don't try that in a small town. He's down there with his head down and he's doing like a man should. You know what I mean? He like, hey, uh, this ain't my business. This your business. My name is Bennett and I ain't in it. I ain't trying to catch no Donkey Kong for no wrong reason. He thinking about his favorite country artist talking about don't try this in a small town. And the white woman's trying to soothe Donkey Kong, uh, Felicia, uh, Felicia would have been hyping him up. Get him, get him, Tyrell, get him, Tyrell. You know, Felicia can't be a source of soothing and calm. She got to hype the shit up. All right, but uh, anyway, let's get back to this right here. Donkey Kong going crazy on him. One more, Lad one. Oh, lad, lad one. Hey, when a man start talking like that, losing syllables and losing letters, I done told you. You know what I mean? That the last one right there. I'm a street new. New. I'm a street new. I done banged from the hood. This the last time right here. When he starts talking like that, it's on. All right, yo ass can catch wreck. All right, you don't want to catch wreck out here. <laughs> right. All right, Tata Alicia would have been like, tell him, Tyrell. Tell him, tell him. She would have been hyping him up, and the ninja would have caught a whole federal charge. <laughs> all right, anyway. All right, real ninjas, man. Real ninjas doing it. One more time. One I done told you right now, you know, another last time I done told you. It's kind of like when they talk when you know where that comes from, by the way. You know when somebody said Fayetteville. You know where that comes from? Uh their 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 ancestors or their 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 immediate family grew up with no teeth. That's how they learn how to talk like that. You know, people have they think that's a dictation. But it's because their relatives didn't have teeth. So they had to talk like that. That the last time I done told you. But you think that's how they talk? No, because you learned that as a sense of communication, but that's because your family members had no teeth. I just most of the time it was whistling in between those. I done told you the last time that that, that 
Anyway, just helping you understand. But that's neither here nor there. All right, uh, let's go to the next straggle and sniggle right here. <laughs> All right. Oh, we're going to go to high school. Oh, calm down, gentlemen, you pervs. <laughs> we're going to go to high school. Uh, here we go right here. Uh, high school, apparently this teacher found it offensive that these high school students were wearing T-shirts. I don't know if this was wear a, a band T-shirt day, but these high school students chose to wear T-shirts of bands that were probably from the 80s or the 90s. So this teacher said, hey, name a song by the by the band or the artist on your T-shirt. So typically we're going to see Tupac, Metallica, Aaliyah, you know, Pearl Jam, Jeremy spoke in class today. All right, um, and these young Generation Z students are wearing a shirt. And we're going to see if you want to lose hope in your humanity, in your people. Mm. <laughs> All right, if you want, <laughs> if you want to lose faith in humanity in your uh, upcoming Gen Z, this is the video to do it. So let's go ahead and play it. It says, give Coach Jones a song from the artist band on your shirt. All right, this young woman's wearing an ACDC shirt. Obviously, she shopped at the American Eagle or the Urban Outfitter or, you know, any one of these stores that sell these shirts that these kids wear. All right, this should be fun. All right, your Nirvana's on here. All right, here we go. Coach Jones, a song from the artist band on your shirt. Uh, I don't know. Okay, from the person on your shirt. Okay, thank you. A song from the person on your shirt. I don't know any. Okay. Give me a song by the person on your shirt or the band on your shirt. I don't know. Okay, a song from the person on your shirt. Uh, yeah, there you go right there. Uh, dude, he, oh, what happened? Man, what happened to my damn video? New, 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 new world. My man had an Ice Cube shirt on and he didn't even say. Niggas always gotta show they teeth. He had an Ice Cube shirt. He could have had his chance and he was showing his teeth. Niggas always gotta show <laughs> All right, and so we know what this is. This is all the look cool and popular. I got my Pink Floyd shirt on. I got my Ice Cube, Aaliyah shirt, and they don't know what the hell they doing. All right, absolutely atrocious. Uh, but since the NWO ruined it, we'll play it again here. Give Coach Jones a song from the artist band on your shirt. Uh, I don't know. Okay, from the person on your shirt. She got okay, it. Thank you, song from the person on your shirt. I don't know any. <laughs> Give me a song by the person on your shirt or the band on your shirt. I don't know. Okay. A song from the person on your shirt. Uh, I kind of forgot all the songs. Okay. <laughs> Man, he said I forgot all the songs. Always gotta show oh, he got Def Leppard. All right, so we'll go back on this one. From your shirt. I don't know. I really know. Okay. A song from somebody on your shirt. I don't know. Damn. Can you give me a song from the band on your shirt? No. <laughs> give me a song by the Oh, we got Metallica shirts here. <laughs> shirt. Huh? Give me a song by the band on your shirt. Oh, okay. Give me a song from the artist on your shirt. Oh, I can't do that. Okay. <laughs> give me a song by the band on your shirt. You said what? Give me a song by the band on your shirt. Okay. Give me a song by the person on your shirt. Selena. Oh, she had nothing. All right, I thought that was great. You know, no criticisms for the young students there. Obviously, they're doing it. You know, they, they they sell these clothes at Walmart and Urban Outfitter and American Eagle and and all of these things. And these are, you know, they these kids want to kind of have a connection. But, you know, how music works for them is the artists, you know, they don't relate to the artists 
typically how we related to our artists. We went and went to the store and bought the album, the cassette, the CD, opened it up, read the lyrics. If there were any lyrics, we didn't have the internet. We just put our headphones on and go away, listen to the majority of the album, not just the single. The single got us to buy the album. So um, here we go right here. Unfortunately, you know what I mean? Like, this is what we... This is what we dealing with right here. All right. So uh, sad situation there. Sad situation here. And uh, hey, everybody knows that um, everybody knows songs by these um, songs by these artists right here. All right. Um, hold on for a second. Let me get uh, let me get the volume. Oh, we don't need the volume. Uh, but um, Aaliyah, Tupac, I mean, California Love, obviously the black bands would make sense. Uh, Pink Floyd, The Wall, if you will. Uh, Metallica, you have one, you have uh, whom for whom the bell toll and you have uh, nothing else matters. You have a lot of songs by Metallica, um, uh, Master of Puppets, if you will. Uh, Ice Cube today was a good day right there. That would be Cube right there. Anything, Death Certificate, all right. You know, the, the Nappy Dugout, anything, Def Leppard, pour some sugar on me. Hey, ooh, in the name of love, Tupac. Uh, Metallica again, for whom the bell tells, all right, uh, nothing else matters. Well, I'm proud that they have a Metallica shirt on. Metallica's a great band that you want to listen to there. They can give you a great introduction. Is that Aaliyah? You know what I mean? AJ, nothing but a number. Hello. All right, see her soon, but not soon enough. All right, yeah, Inner Sandman from Metallica. Uh, here we go, Nirvana. Nirvana. Smells like teen spirit. All right. Shout out to Nirvana. All right. Right there. And I called him Nirvana. All right. Uh, Nirvana smells like teen spe- spirit. Did I miss ACDC? Back in black. All right. Uh, dun, 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 dun. All right. Uh, here we go right here. We have uh, Selena. Selena. That's obviously one I don't know. But Selena is, uh, for that generation, a popular woman. Um, That's a popular woman. I actually gave you a, a wrong song. Uh, but, um. <laughs> oh, did I get her? Which one is her? Oh, the oh, the one. Okay, I missed it. It looked like Aaliyah, but you said that's H E R. All right, that's her. All right, shout out to her. Um, <laughs> yo, man, uh, it is what it is, but uh, we gotta love it. We gotta love it. Uh, yeah. So we see. That. I thought that would have been a great video to show. Let's go to the next one and see what these game ninjas doing right here. Let's see what game ninjas are doing. Uh, let's take you to it right here. Uh, when they tell you to go run game in nightclub. It says right here, hide your wives, hide your kids, hide your wives. Here it is right here. We won't play it. And he's, oh, he bending her ear. He putting a little something in her ear. Take a look at how happy she is. Look at this. Oh, yeah, man. Hey, man, just approach, man. Listen, you you uh, miss every shot you don't take. You know what I mean? You want to be that guy. What do you think he's talking about here? <laughs> what do you think he's talking about? Take a look at this, man. Look, she's she's eating it up. She ain't heard nothing about what he talking about. <laughs> this bitch right here. Does this make you feel good? Oh, man, don't worry about rejection, man. Uh, some guys are like this. They don't mind being annoying to people, but eventually they think the woman that just wear the woman down right here. Uh, <laughs> uh, here you go right here. Looks like she's eating it up. And, um, yeah, he's overcoming objections right now. She giving him that, that eargasm. He giving that... He giving her that eargasm. She eating it up right there. Look like he holding her arm down too, as you can see. Take a look at this. Uh, her arm looks pinned down, and she looks like she's trying to get away. And this is could constitute harassment. This is when I say your riz can result in a riz straining order. All right, ninjas don't understand this, and you think because 
we're in close quarters at a nightclub that this is good treatment right here. Wow, this is terrible. <laughs> she like, yeah. Um, and ninjas don't worry about this type of rejection. Don't worry about all that. Ninja, don't worry about all that. Name your favorite dating coach right here and who this would be. Yeah, I'm 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 thinking out there's a three-letter dating coach that this is certainly his type of behavior, and we have evidence. We have video evidence of this type of shit right here. Oh, boy. She wetter than the Niagara Falls, man. Look at her watch. You see? He grabbing her. He like, bitch, I done told you, you bitch. All right. You bitch. You bitch. <laughs> oh, man. Shout out to your dating coaches selling you your program so you can run out there in these streets and pull this right here. In these streets. All right. The Riz is in business. All right. Shout out to that straggle and that sniggle. All right, we got uh, how many more here? We got two more. We have the content machine added again. They're growing, and I would like to say I'm part of their success. Um, here it is right here. When you are only attracted to young, hot women. Hello. Indeed. Okay, Daddy. All right, the content machine with another video, and let's go ahead and show it right here. All right, oh, it's already up. Here we go. Hi, my name is Tyler and I'm a Leosexual. Leosexuals are only attracted to women aged 21 to 25. It's based on our founding father, Leonardo DiCaprio. People think it's easy being a Leosexual. No, I have to go out and party with girls all the time. You think I like young, fertile women? Us Leosexuals have a saying. If she's not old enough for a beer, she needs to steer clear of here. But if she's on her own health insurance plan, she needs to find a different man. Every time I see Tyler, he's with a new, attractive young woman. I mean, it must be so hard to have no emotional connection with any of these women. Just fast, casual hookups. Could you imagine? There are plenty of Leosexuals walking among us. Your friends, your neighbor. I have plenty of friends who are closeted Leosexuals, but they're married to a 30-year-old woman, and they're not living their authentic lives. So if you meet a Leosexual, be kind to him. He's going through a lot. And if you know any sorority girls, send them his way. Oh, Hi, yes. my name is Yeah, sorority girls. Hello, yes. All right, I done told y'all, cheerleaders too. All right, that's what I'm talking about. All right, here we go right here. Leo Sexuals here. Uh, shout out to the content machine there on Instagram. And uh, Tyler and a lot of these guys, uh, obviously a skit, um, are talking about the attracted to young hot women. And we're going through a lot. We go through a lot. Yeah, a lot of public perception about us. Everybody calling us robbing the cradle and metaphiles. All right, yeah, man, we can't have any of that here. So bear with us, man. Easy, easy on us. You know what I mean? We got a lot of responsibility to these ladies, you know. Get him, daddy. You know what I mean? It's not easy being cheesy. It's not easy being out here having the support, you know, financially and, and pull hair and choke and, and spank all the time. You know, they use us for our masculine energy. We're being used. We're being absolutely used, and it's, uh, you know what I mean? It's difficult sometimes. The good thing is we get to touch nice, firm, fertile, and supple skin a lot. You know what I mean? That's all. All right. Anyway, let's get to the last one here. Corey Holcomb is going viral somewhat, and this is being posted all across the interwebs. Uh, as of today, if you know Corey Holcomb, he's somewhat, he's somewhat adjacent to the Crimson Capsule. He somewhat will come up in your algorithm. He's a comedian. He's been doing this for a long time. He's definitely preceded the growth of the sphere, if you will. Um, and he's been around. He has a show here on YouTube. Um, every now and then I'll hear, some, you know, I don't watch him too much, but, you know, I know he watch. I know he coach gang. All right, but um, 
Um, he's a legend. He would be a legendary person on YouTube for sure. He's been doing this for way longer than me. But it says comedian Corey Holcomb, and he's been going mainstream, right? Comedian Corey Holcomb is receiving backlash for clowning people who do not have their money and career together by age 40. All right, it says right here, the system worked on you, shut the F up. Now, there's going to be some people when I play this clip, 5150, all right, um, I'm going to play this clip and people are going to be pissed. There's some men, I don't know if there was a gentleman earlier asking how he gets his life together. I saw that in the chat earlier. Um, but he's going to talk about why you, let's let him play, explain it. Let me let him explain it. Let me refresh uh, volume up. What happened? All right. First of all, if you ain't got shit and you motherfucking 40 plus, shut the fuck up. The system worked on you. If you out here at rock bottom in your 40s, the system worked on you. I'm sorry, it got you. You still stuck in a rut. You still playing the lottery, scratching shit off with a penny as you leave the liquor store. See if I got some. That's what they want you to be on some shit like that. First of all, if you ain't got shit and you motherfucking 40 plus, shut the fuck up. The system worked on you. If you out here at rock bottom in your 40s, the system worked on you. I'm sorry, it got you. You still stuck in a rut. You still playing the lottery, scratching shit off with a penny as you leave the liquor store. See if I got some. That's what they want you to be on some shit like that. First of all. All right, and so check out Corey Holcomb here. Um, there's some people who got offended by this and triggered. And there's some people who uh, said they support this. So I want to know from you. Um, number Press one in the chat if you support this message. Press two if you disagree. And there could be reasons why you disagree. You may be not reading in, bet in between the line. He did not say be rich, be wealthy by 40. But he says if you don't have money and a career, right, he's like if you have nothing. He basically said if you're scraping pennies together. Now, listen, I've been down and out too. It was someone in my 40s, but that was divorce, right? So uh, this could be result of a divorce. And he didn't leave much room for, he didn't leave much room for uh, excuses, <laughs> all right? Press one in the chat if you support this. Press two if you disagree. Um, and then uh, if you will, you can put, you can disagree um, in the chat. I won't be able to read all of the grievances and disagreements. But we do have a few twos, and we got a lot of ones uh, that support this. And uh, there could be a reason why you would disagree with this. Yeah, but I kind of been telling you this for a long time, something similar, meaning that, hey, listen, man, uh, you know, 18, you need to start getting going. Matter of fact, at 16, you need to get going. You At 16, you can start taking college classes. At 16, you can get a job. You know what I mean? There's a there's some things holding you back, but there's some obstacles you can overcome. Uh, much of it is because we tend to um, circle ourselves around people who are struggling, and then we join the struggle and the misery, right? Uh, there can be some extenuating circumstances like a divorce or a child support, or, you know, you got displaced, uh, you had a high income, you know, the economy. There's a lot of things going on here, but I just want you to listen. He did not say, by 40, you should be rich. He did not say that, so that's what people are telling people. And uh, people say here, um, you know, uh, the average millionaire starts at age 65, so that's true. But he didn't say millionaire. Listen to what he said. 
He says uh, scratching lottery tickets, scraping pennies together. That's what he said. He was just saying at the bottom of the rung, and he said the system worked on you. Let me play it again just so you can hear it now and, and turn on your ears. Here we go. If you ain't got shit and you motherfucking 40-plus, shut the fuck up. The system worked on you. If you out here at rock bottom in your 40s, the system worked on you. Now, that now to me, let's just be honest, that can include a divorce. I mean, I was rock bottom as well. It wasn't in my 40s. It was in my late 30s or mid to late 30s. Um, so I wasn't 40. However, the system is marriage divorce. That's the system. It worked on you. You got married and you got kicked out, right? You got kicked out of the marital system. Now you're in the system of child support, divorce. So that is a system that worked on you. So he's still right that you're down and out. So let me continue here. Um, he's not wrong. Yeah, you got worked. The system worked on you. He's right. I'm sorry. It got you. You still stuck in a rut. You still playing the lottery. All right. He's still stuck in a rut. A lot of people are stuck in a rut. So I agree with that, too. And you got to get unstuck. There's so many gifts that I've given you to kind of lead you here. If this is you, I've given you the free agent lifestyle, right, as a solution. That's a solution-based way to get out of your rut. It literally is. And it's almost very close to the um, um, Napoleon Hill book, which is Outwitting the Devil. I mean, I wrote that book without the knowledge and uh, reading of Outwitting the Devil. Then I wrote, when I read Outwitting the Devil, I was like, wow, this is actually kind of free agent lifestyle, what I've been talking about, right? And I've been also critical of people who've been using and abusing substances and vices. So I've been critical of people doing that and giving me excuses. Now, if you're in your 20s and 30s using these vices, you're probably going to be here in your 40s. The system worked on you. System worked on you, yes. Scratch your shit off with a penny as you leave a liquor store. All right, and so there you go right there. And here's the thing. A lot of people, they're giving him backlash, right? It was a hardcore message. <laughs> it's a hardcore message. I support it because more people need to hear that as opposed to, oh, man, it'll be all right. Um, no, it ain't going to be all right. Uh, the, the only way you get out of this is it's not hard work, but you got you to gotta start pivoting and you start got to shedding the dead weight. You know what I mean? I have a hardcore message as well. Like, get rid of people. I don't care if they family, friends, or whoever. Get rid of them. If they dead weight, leave them behind. Who gives a fuck about them? Like, you got to start. It's sink or swim. It's you. And I'm I'm still trying to encourage you. He's doing more. It's encouraging, but it's less than. All right? He basically putting you down, but it's still an encouraging message. We have to get over the fact that our feelings get hurt uh, when they somebody shows us a mirror. And I'm saying that more or less the people who are against that message are acting in the feminine. They're, sim they're simply acting like Kevin Samuels, I'm sorry, a Kevin Samuels victim, right? When, they, when Kevin Samuels used to victimize a woman who volunteered for information and then he would kick her in the teeth and then everybody was like, well, it's not what you said, it's how you said it. The reality is that's the reality, unfortunately. And you're really behind the eight ball. Doesn't mean you're, also, doesn't mean you cannot win. But you start, you got to start laying down the tracks to be able to get you on the right course. Otherwise, you're in trouble. And if you give up in your 40s, man, if you're giving up in your 40s, this is just absolutely, it's time for you ninjas to boss up for real. Boss up style. And I can only continue to give this message in the way 
that I give it. And as you guys probably have watched, I am frustrated. I simply get frustrated by the amount of men who come in here and make excuses for themselves. And I don't have to do this, right? But I get a lot of men that are fighting me, fighting the message, because I, my, message is, my message has gotten more layered over time, and it has to because I'm doing two shows a day, um, almost 10 a week, including the member shows. We're talking about 12 and 13 shows, some of them three, three and a half, four hours, twice a day. I can't just do MGTOW talking points, right? It, you you got to be a little broader than this. So I've invited more things into the conversation to be able to have more things to talk about. And as I've done that, I had a lot of Mitch-ass ninjas that were supporters and a lot of Mitch-ass ninjas who wanted me to walk their failed-ass life walk instead of picking your ass up and joining me. You want me to come down to you, and you ain't sent me no Super Chats and bought no books but you want me to walk your life with you in death and despair instead of coming up to me. When I give you this sense of reality, that's what frustrates me is because you're still fighting me about what's real. You're still fighting me about what's real. Okay, and it's sad and it's somewhat frustrating. It's very, very frustrating to see Mitch-ass ninjas still being Mitch-ass ninjas here. It's absolutely crazy. It's absolutely crazy. And as you can see lately and probably the last five months, I've been very frustrated by Mitch-ass ninjas, for real. And, and it's tiresome. <laughs> it's, it's very tiresome. And I can see why people, why you having trouble in life. You know what I mean? I give it, how much more do you want me to give? How much more of a path do you want me to set? And I, once again, I am not going walk to the, walk, the, walk the life. I'm not going to walk the walk with you. Right? I'm going to continue to live my life, but I'm not going to walk in this, this huddling up of just feeling self-pity with you, and I'm not going to walk monk mode with you. I'm not going to walk it with you. I already did my work. <laughs> I already did my work, and you're stuck over there raging. I did my work, and I'm off on to other shit, but I can still help you get there. But anyway, it is what it is. Where are we at here? If you, if you were offended by Corey Holcomb, use a Mitch-ass ninja, for real. All right, you're not ready for the world because if Corey is scaring the shit out of you, you ain't ready for the world. Let's get to these contributions. How about we do that? Give me a moment here. Yes. Oh, maybe not. We're not going to give me a moment. <laughs> maybe we will. All right, we back in here. Uh, hit the Money Mindset group on Sundays, patreon.com backslash Coach Greg Adams. Let's get to the Super Chats. Uh, we got Sligo is the sauce. Oh, uh, wait a minute. Uh, I, I, we, before we get there, Jammer understands with the Super Chat. Bob says, why people ask for your pronouns at your yob? Yeah, Mitch Ninjas. Uh, but yeah, that's the way we're going. Why they ask for your pronouns. <laughs> All right, uh, Henry Brazilian says Trump going to be the first president to pardon himself. Facts. So we already know he has the probably the ability to pardon himself. So if he gets elected, he's just going to pardon himself. So this is all for naught. Everett Walker says, Coach, 
What you said this morning about living life and not worrying about other people was exactly what I needed to hear. Got to get grinding. Thanks for all you do. Guys, it's only you and you alone in here. It's your name that was given to you by your parents. And sometimes you represent your parentals. But it's only you out here, man. It's only you. I can't save everybody and I can't save even everybody that I know. Sligo is the sauce doubles up with a coat with a with a sponsorship here. I'm rich, bitch. All right. Um, shout out to Sligo as the sauce. I hate to use this method to contact you, but I know you are swamped everywhere else. Please check for a message from me. Thank you. And shout out to the coach gang. Cleaning. He says you're cleaning house, coach. No competition from anyone. There is no competition. Thank you, brother. Sligo is the sauce so sets. And I love the fact that you used what you what I went through. I used what you went through as your show opener the other day. Oh, yeah. He says caught me off guard and made my day. Hopefully my story inspires other others not to do dumb shit. And don't expect anything other than that. All right. Shout out to you. Thank you, Brown Through my No shout out to the three housewives left out here. Um, if you go to the suburbs, there's a lot of housewives. There are some housewives. I used to train housewives. All right, so there's a lot of housewives in the suburbs, like the upper middle class. Yes, the people who you call white privilege, the people you can see, the people who you see in their Range Rovers, all right? PTA wives. There's there's housewives out here, man. And um, are their marriages happy? I have no idea. Um, there's a lot of divorce in these, even in these communities. But um, there's housewives out here. There's a lot of sexist marriages and goofy-ass gumps. And uh, nerd tech nerds and nerds who got money marrying trophy wives, if you will. All right, you guys know what that means. But yeah, um, in the lower middle class, in the middle class, the working class, this is a rarity. And we'll discuss that. Um, I do have housewife stories. I got housewife stories, man. Um, none of them are. Uh, I do have some interesting ones, but I have none that are. Um, most of them are boring. But, you know, um, yeah, I got housewife stories. I'll get to it. I'll get to it. I know people want to, oh, you F housewives and stuff. I never mix business with pleasure. All right, but uh, in my personal life, yes, there's been some housewives that hit on me for sure, right? And they were weird. Uh, yeah, weird. They kind of, it was different. Um, You guys got to watch out for housewives that drink. Like you'll go out and they'll be like, oh, you know, you'll be part of a group, a networking group, uh, an organization. Um, You'll be part of a country club or a tennis club or a, uh, AAU program or you'll be a part of that and they'll be like hey come out for drinks and you'll go out and the housewife will get sloshed right <laughs> and then if you're around a housewife that gets sloshed watch out but you gotta be you gotta be in like Flynn you gotta be in like Flynn like they gotta know you and if you're around a sloshed ass housewife a wino mom a, a woman that had a drink or two or took two shots Ninja, it's on, man. These women, it's on. You're going to be macking their ass down. They're going to be following you, touching you, rubbing your beard. They're going to be uh, all over you, man. In front of they, in front of their husbands, you be like, oh, Lord, I got stories like that, man. Right? And uh, you know what I mean? You got to watch out for that. But what you don't understand is people watching you. So um, if you are part of it, normally if you are part of a group like that, you got to watch how you operate because and, you know, I was always the single guy, the single guy just doing my thing. I was divorced and single. And um, if you if, if you if you overstep that boundary, if you overstep that boundary, um, you out of the group. Right. You got to understand now, a lot of them might be sw swingers, 
So, you know, maybe you, there, there's some invitation there, but you got you to gotta play the line. Like, if you live in that community, don't cross the line. That's my advice. Do not cross the line because these people your kids go to school with or they your kids play on the same team with or you have them as clients or, um, you know, it, do not. I, I tell guys all the time, do not cross that line. I have a lot of salami discipline because if you cross that line, you're excommunicated. You're out. Now, you might not think nobody's watching you, but they're watching you. And, and you're going to be looking around like this. You're going to be at the party. You're going to be at the thing looking around. And then you're going to look around and you're going to be like, nobody's watching. Oh, they watching you, Ninja. They watching you. They watching you. <laughs> they are watching you. They might not look like they watching, but they paying attention. All right. And I've had plenty of those things. I probably had plenty of those things happen. So um, that's my advice about housewives that do that. But housewives do exist in the upper middle class and even higher in the elites. All right, I'm still doing super chats. Brown 310, shout out to the realest Vato out here, CGA. Orale Vato, shout out to you. And he says, uh, my pronouns are salami and owner. <laughs> All right, shout out to you on that one. Indeed. Uh, Cam is in the building, doubling up. Thank you. We got Cam, killer Cam is in the building. All right, what do we got here? Let me see here. Uh, we got, uh, hold on for a second. Let me get this right here. Uh, can I say your name? Snap Tech, fi- uh, Snap Tech Fix. Snap Tech Fix says, by 16, I moved out while in high school and still worked full time. No excuse by 40. Give me that Uncle Earl. No excuse. I got money. 40 is, yeah, man. Jesus. Uh, Jones G says, Corey Holcomb did not lie to true things. So if you're down and out, if you're a man that's down and out and you got a black cloud over yourself and you've been victimized or you, you just hit a rough patch. Guys, um, by the way, the guy that did the Wolf of Wall Street was down and out by 40, I believe. Right? Even the guy that did the Wolf of Wall Street that had the Enzo Ferrari and the helicopter and yacht, I believe that he was down and out by 40. So again, it depends on where you are down and out. <laughs> so... Everybody can be down and out, but please let me let me just get it. If you're not laying down the tracks, you on the wrong train. You guys got to start get it going, man. Forty is way late. All right, way late in the game. And uh, yeah, man, my first job I was 16 years old, man. 16. All right. Um. And uh, yeah, I, I I on this I think there's no reason why to not be able to be sufficient. Well, you know what I mean. Shout out to uh, Macaroni Tony. He says, man, where the Isley brothers, the Dales, and the Ohio player shirts at? They not ready for that. Especially the Ohio player shirt with the woman with the honey, pouring the honey on herself. That was a classic one. If you haven't seen that, gentlemen, go to your Google and Google Ohio players honey and let me know what you like. All right, shout out to Macaroni Tony. He says, I'll never forget being flirted with in the NBA suite that I was invited to. Nine out of ten brothers, he says, would have folded. But I got up out of there at halftime with no with the excuse, long day tomorrow. I have fun, though. CGA be knowing. Yeah, because these will be your bosses. Yeah, NBA suite. They're like, come to our suite. And the girls will get sloshed. Ninja, don't do it. <laughs> right? I know people be like, man, you got you to gotta take what you can get. When you a dude that has discipline and you have an actual, you have a, either a business or a career, you're not going to roll the dice on wife pussy. 
You're not going to roll the dice on, on some wife puss. Now, if they invite you back for the swingers thing, that's a whole thing. And if they're like, hey, my husband don't care, and the husband look over like, I ain't boning her, right? If Like, the husband's got to, my philosophy on married women is they're off limits unless the husband says, ninja, more power to you. I ain't, I'm tired of fornicating with her, right? That's the only way I would have a, a, a person's wife, all right, going forward, <laughs> right? All right, anyway. But um, but um, that's that's my that's my point. That's my point on that one. If it that's the only way. But if I'm in the presence of people and there's nobody that knows and she gets sloshed, it's crazy. We got our man uh, Jay Russ in the building. Have you noticed that each one of the prosecutors of Trump have been black? Yes, it's Atlanta. He says, I think I uh, I think two have been black women. Do you think it's a coincidence? No, it's not. It's not a coincidence at all. Uh, Mammy, all right, Mammy gonna do her slave master's job at all times. All right, listen. I like, I know somebody says he ain't fornicating. Guys, I know, man. Can I, can I censor myself without you trying to correct me? I know it's not fornication. I just have to use that in these. Just watch the show. Some some ninja in here talking about Jordan Belfort shouldn't count. You ninjas bother me more than you know. You ninjas bother me more than you know. I, I will use an example. This is why I'm 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 you know not a, not a lot of people take my stream and dice it up to expose me because I'm very careful with words. But I'm still not too careful for you autistic ninjas watching me. There's always going to be an autistic ninja in here. Jordan Belfort can't be counted because he was a genius. There's only somebody in here. What's not fornication? He's married. It's not orgy. Just relax. Just relax. Let me do my show. I got so much shit to worry about. And then y'all be in here, but it's not fornication and they're married. Uh, we... Okay. Oh, <laughs> uh, don't delete them. Don't delete them. Don't delete them. Here we go right here. All right, don't, don't delete him. He, he in here. Let, let, let's let him. <laughs> We're over a second. Where's the message at? Oh, I can't. I can't do it. They got you, Snag. They, they, they got you, Sean. It's not orgy. It's orgy. But you're not running the show. I got YouTube on my neck. They demonetizing everything that I do. Not only that, they're shadow banning the shit out of this stream. They're shadow banning me. All right, there's 1,400 people in here. They're shadow banning the shit out of me. Can I work around what I got to work around? I got to work around what I got to work around, fam. Let me do my workarounds. Let me do my show. <laughs> Let me cook. Y'all distracting me with this shit. All right. I got to work around YouTube trying to be on my neck. The NWO trying to come into my house, finding where I'm at. New, 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 new world order. Let me cook. The skit ninjas want to come in. Hey, chill, man. Shout out to Deadly Edley. He says, I'm coming out the closet. I'm a Leo sexual. Shout out to you. Shout out to you, man. Yeah, man. Where we got here? Maryland guy is in the building. Uh, he says, Maryland guy says, I had a woman at work telling me that since I'm 41, I shouldn't date anyone under 35. Get that bitch the buzzer. What kind of math is that? All right, what kind of math is that, brothers? Like, why would a man over 41 be limited to women 
35 and older. Anybody? There was a dude that did a show on me talking about I was a metaphile, <laughs> right? And he did a whole show. And then he was like, they're out here dating younger women. And he was like, according to my simp math, according to my simp math, coach should be dating women no older than 37. I'm like, and where do you get that math at? Where is that math? Based on what? (laughs) Based on exactly what do you base that number on? Ladies, are you in here too? What number? Where do you get that number from? You just pulled it out your ass? (laughs) Well, according to me, what I'm comfortable with, who cares what you're comfortable with? Who cares? Well, I'm, what I'm comfortable with you seeing is a nasty neck, two-time single mother, two-time baby daddy, 37-year-old. Yeah. hmm <laughs> Girl math that shit. He just, he, just, he just pulled it out of his ass and was like, this is the number. Anything under 35 is metaphilia. <laughs> like, <laughs> that sounds like some five-figure math. That's some five-figure-a-year math ninjas. I make five figures a year. You're very popular. You shouldn't be dating anyone under 37. Like, what the? (laughs) Like, how? Like, where do you get it from? That's what I have to ask you. Where's that number coming from? Anyway. Mr. B says, nah, coach, Donkey Kong got to be straight out of Valdosta, Georgia. He's a real screech. Oh, did he say Screet Ninja? He's a real Screet Ninja. All right, shout out to Valdosta, Georgia, Valdosta State, home of the Sugar Baby. All right. Did you know Valdosta State is high on the Sugar Baby list? I think it is. Georgia, Georgia State, or Valdosta State. Last one. Daniel says, up, coach? Always wondering if I'm amongst your youngest viewers. I started watching you at 20. Now I'm 22. And he says, you've helped me improve my life and understand everything about my breakup of my relationship three-year relationship he says thanks for everything you did for me shout out to you you are you are below my demographic that's for sure all right because not a lot of young brothers watch me but i do know we have 18 year old people watching me we do have younger brothers in here watching as well all right and uh they just they just don't want to talk they they might be a little scared or intimidated um to even say but i know there's men in here that watch me in a lower different demographic as well all right speaking of which let's talk about youngins and Leonardo, Di- I'm sorry, Logan Paul, Logan Paul's fiance is catching wreck. Okay. And if you're, if you're in a younger age demographic, let them know. We got some 2022s and whatnot. Let them know. Um, J- Logan, Logan Paul is catching wreck and we're going to figure out what exactly he's catching wreck for. And I've actually presented this topic last week. His fiance, Nina Agdahl's has a list of boyfriends, including Leo Sexual himself, Mr. Leonardo DiCaprio. Now, there he is right there. Logan Paul, as you know, is a YouTuber extraordinaire. He's engaged to Nina. Now, Nina is a Sports Illustrated model, also a probably allegedly known yacht girl. If you know, you know. But if you don't want to swaddle the crimson capsule, she got a long-ass, skinny-ass neck, too, by the way. All right, look at that neck. I mean, look at that neck. My neck is not that long. In fact, I don't have much neck at all. All right, but that got to be it. That's a long-ass neck. 
All right, but uh, she might be able to drop that neck. And she's allegedly dropped that neck on many of men. Now, this is the problem we have in here because a lot of people right now, there's a guy that he's going to fight, Logan Paul. So he's taking amongst himself to find all the photos of Nina with her previous boyfriends. And we're going to give it a we're going to give it a fair chance. And we're going to figure out should Logan Paul be catching wreck because his wife was allegedly in the industry, meaning she was a model. If you know what a model is, that's not too far away from a prostitute. They're synonymous. They're one and the same. All right. So, um, and yacht girl and access to billionaires and millionaires and famous men and whatnot. Right. We know this. They get flown out and they get put on yachts and boats. And I'm not saying that she did it. We saying allegedly she did it, but it's a known fact that she, had, we, we actually saw a video where she had was a yacht girl. Allegedly. All right. And so let's take a look here. Should, should Logan Paul be catching wreck for wiping up a known industry? Uh, let's just say yacht girl. That's the best way I can put it. Uh, let me see here. Let's go through her history. Should her history matter? Now, the other guys didn't wife her, just so you know. Now, this is the, this is the, these are the girls. Uh, this is the girl right here. Uh, there's her. And uh, I like a natural look. Uh, she's very good looking, somewhat naturally. And uh, this is her on the 50th anniversary of the 2014 swimsuit edition. And she got her titties out. All right. So shout out to her. Got them little itty bitty titty committees out. All right. Look at them little things. Look at them little things out there. She got them little things out there. All right. Good. good but God bless her. God bless her. All right. That was in 2014. And it's been 10 years. So he's uh, Logan Paul is wifing. But uh, her dating history has been revealed online here. And we're going to go through it right here. Should Logan Paul be catching wreck? <laughs> Should Logan Paul be catching wreck, wreck for wifing up a 304? Now, we used to call it, oh, I, I don't even have my banners up. All right, hold on for a second. Let's get this right. There it is right there. Uh, should Logan Paul be catching wreck? Um, here's a list of um, Nina's ex-boyfriends and dating history. Hey, it is what it is. It says, um, owing to her looks and fabulous personality, Many are keen to know about Nina's dating life. Notably, the Danish model has dated some pretty big names. Oh, they gave us a little linkage here. Going to go look up at that link later. Whilst the list includes some big stars, keep in mind that those are the ones that are publicly known as such. Let's look at Nina Agdahl's ex-boyfriends and dating history. So we got Joe Jonas. Joe Jonas, there is a picture somewhere. All right, maybe, uh, let me see here. That's her with Leo a couple times. So, he, you know what I mean? We're going we're gonna to clear it up. Joe Jonas, one of Nina's earliest flings was with Joe Jonas of the Jonas Brothers in 2012. Mostly a hush-hush affair. Agdahl and Jonas were together at numerous nightclubs. Moreover, Jonas was also spotted partying with Nina and her friends, according to the source. The pair briefly dated February and March of 2012 before splitting up. That doesn't sound like dating. That sounds like mating. All right, but uh, we'll give it to her. Let me see something here. There was a link that I clicked on, and I got to drop it off here. Oh, they going in on they going in on Logan. Is Logan a simp? A rich simp? <laughs> so if Logan Paul can't, guys, she's not yours. It's just your turn. What is this cream on the side of her face here? Boy, they catch it, man. Logan Paul catching wreck. Here it is right here. This is Nina. She's not yours. It's just your turn. And my opinion is, 
that this is a deal. All right. This is let's make a deal. Where was her with um okay, they still talking about that. This girl is bought lock, stock, and barrel. All right. We got Adam Levine. Adam Levine being connected to Nina, possibly. One of our, her most public yet painful experiences to date would have been with the Maroon 5 frontman Adam Levine in 2013 following his breakup with Bahati. Adam was seen partying with Nina, all right, but uh, she got dropped like a bad habit. As such, things quickly escalated between the pair. Unfortunately, it was not to be as Adam decided to get back with his ex-girlfriend, Bahati, with the two getting engaged soon afterwards, yeah. Um, and remember, Bahati was the one who supported um, Adam Levine when that girl, that skeezer, tried to come out and expose Adam Levine, and Adam Levine's wife said, Bish, man, mind your business, all right? Yeah, we, what we do here is what we do here. We got a name, man, man named Max George uh, from the band The Wanted. The lead vocalist, Mac George, as it turned out, Max and Nina were close friends for a long time before getting together. So there you go. The next guy she got with was in the friend zone. However, due to their differences, the pair also split up in early 2014. Unfortunately for Max, this is around the same time as his band decided to part ways as well. Leonardo DiCaprio soon followed. Soon after her breakup with Max, Nina was reportedly seen with the Oscar award-winning actor, Sir Leo Sexual himself, Leonardo DiCaprio. Despite, despite the rumors, there was numerous substantial, nothing substantial between the two for a long time. Just cheeks. Eventually, the situation was reignited and again in 2016 when numerous outlets began reporting about them. So Leo... Leo Rector, and as you see here, she does look very plain most of the time, and she's not really dolled up or dressed up. What you will find about these people at this level is they don't come out looking like celebrities. They come back looking out, looking underwhelming. All right, you see he's looking very underwhelming, pretty much in disguise. Look at his, look at his polo shirt, all disheveled, and she's not in high heels, right? She's not in high heels. She's not in sexy clothes. Um, it looks like she has the same attire on, so I wonder if this was the same day. She has the same leggings on and the same hoodie on. All right, interesting. It says right here, today it remains Nina's most high-profile and public relationship as the pair were seen together in places like Malibu, Ibiza, and the Bahamas. As it turns out, things didn't last very long. All right, things didn't last very long. The pair called it quits. The pair called it quits. And um, in 2017, a year after they initially started dating. And I think she might have crossed that 25-year-old barrier as Leo sexuals are normally. <laughs> uh, last one, a guy named Jack Brentley Cook. Finally, we have Nina's most recent relationship with former supermodels, Christy Brinkley's son, Jack Brinkley Cook, despite the couples reportedly dating. For a good 2017 to 2021, there's very little known about their relationship. With that said, the two seemingly had a bad break with both parties unfollowing each other on social media and deleting all pictures as well. Enter Logan Paul. So what we, from what we understand, there it is right there. Logan is catching wreck for now picking up the scraps of these men. <laughs> right. 
All right, how old is this woman? We're going to look it up now. We're going to give it here. Is it fair that Logan Paul is catching wreck? Is he got a leftover woman? Is he dating a pass around? Is he marrying a 304? Is he turning to 304 and a housewife? Uh, what is her name? Nina Agdahl, age. Is she last-ditch effort, that's you? Is she that's youing Logan Paul? And that's you. Is Logan Paul using her? Like, what are we doing here? Does Logan Paul, she's 31, 31 years old. Is Logan Paul the that's you guy? Uh-huh. And that's you. Yeah, could be possible. We have to really get a true definition. We know Logan Paul has one thing and one thing on his mind only. And that is fame, right? And that is being able to succeed. So I do admire his courage of transitioning out of a dark time as a content creator here, taking this to the mainstream. Could he possibly be using her to get to the top, right? She has more She has more reach than Logan Paul, although Logan Paul seems to be famous. He's just a, a simply a guy that's a social media star transitioning into the mainstream. He probably hasn't... He probably hasn't uh, bow down to nanny goat yet. <laughs> he probably he probably hasn't bound down to nanny goat yet, so he probably be trying to get in there for, by any means necessary before he had to make that alleged sacrifice, right to nanny goat. But uh, the the woman has she definitely has sold her soul long. I mean, her body long time ago, and that cannot be disputed. <laughs> but somebody said no, she don't. We just told you, here we go. She don't have more reach than Logan Paul. Here we go. Here we go. Logan Paul got more reach than her. (laughs) Here we go. I just went through her sexual resume. This ninja Logan Paul ain't close, fam. He ain't even close in the echelon. This girl, that's just, that's just... That's just who she ghetto gagged. (laughs) All right. That's just who she ghetto gagged. That don't even know. We don't even know who she been on yachts with. The Middle Easterns, the oil sheiks. Anyway. (laughs) She got way more. She know more millionaires and billionaires than this ninja could dream of knowing. Anyway, she know ninjas that can stop boats and turn them around. He knows nobody. She global. This ninja regional. You local. <laughs> he a C-list celebrity. She been with the A-listers. She got him on speed dial. <laughs> she didn't swallow the seed of the richest men in the world. Him. So anyway, and got him on speed dial, fam. Got him on backup. Come on, man. Yep, <laughs> she know. <laughs> anyway, come on, man. She got way more reach than Logan Paul. I know you guys think YouTube is that big, but come on, man. Uh, shout out to him, though. He did wrestle uh, Ricochet for, but he's a good wrestler. He's a good wrestler, and he's doing well. He's going to box as well. But anyway, somebody said he got 25 million Insta. She got 1 million. I don't think Instagram's important to her. <laughs> just to let you know. I think Instagram is not on her list of priorities. I'm going to just let you know that right now. I don't think she even check. I don't even think she posts on her Instagram. 
It is not her who posts. Somebody else posts that Instagram. All right. <laughs> There's nobody. She is not posting on her Instagram. She like, that's not even important to her. She's like, what Instagram? Okay. I'll use it. All right. Have her assistant posting. Uh, but anyway, what do you think on this one? I think Logan Paul, this is my opinion. I think, I think Logan Paul is using this woman. I think Logan Paul's using her, meaning that he can be associated with her. She's eye candy. It kind of gives him a little bit of, um, I, I don't believe she's using Logan Paul. I mean, if she is, she's using him as the that's you guy. He'll impregnate her. All right. But, you know, maybe they have a good little like relationship. But I think he's using her more than she's using him, in my opinion. I think she's, he might be, because we know they're known clout chasers, right? They they will chase any clout. Like, they'll get in the ring with, 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 with uh, Floyd Mayweather. But I think he's using her as a prop. This is my opinion. I don't think. I think she's using him as a prop. Now, he would be smart of him if he's using her as a prop. And he might generally like her, but if he could have went for somebody else that generally was beneath her level, if you will, and um, it wouldn't have worked out as much. But guess what? He's still getting as much attention from dating her as opposed to dating someone who was lesser known, in my opinion. And so if he, if he marries her with no prenup, it will be a Rapsky for him. But he is catching wreck for out here being a, a true gump and a simp. And it's mostly because this woman has been publicly dating since she's 18 years old. And that's not even deniable. This woman has dated the superstar since she was 18 and probably younger. Probably younger. Because uh, let me see here. Just so you can think I'm lying. She's 31 as of 2023. She's 31 as of 2023. And what I read to you, her first boyfriend was mentioned Right here in 2012. According to my math, that's 11 years. That would make her 20. All right, so, and that was 20, and she was dating one of the Jonas brothers. She was doing, she was doing something probably before that. She'd been in the industry way before that. Um, uh, she'd been probably on them boats. And anyway, how did she get into the Jonas right there? Um, and she's older than him. All right, she's older than him for sure. Yeah, you know, in terms of what I'm understanding, you know, in order to get up, you know, he's trying to get into the upper echelon. To me, in my opinion, I think he's using her to status points and shit like that. That's what I think. Yeah. Anyway, her, everybody has a past. Oh, by the way, she's not yours. It's your turn. Okay, let's talk about this right here. We're going to get into the main event. Oh, it is the main event time already? Sorry to disappoint you. Logan could be at the junior college, but he ain't. So there has to be a good reason. She might be love bombing him or whatever. All right, women should be housewives. Let's get into it. You ready? Y'all ready for this? <coughs> oh, excuse me. <laughs> All right. Um, here it is right here. I think uh, we're going to talk about a guy right here. To, oh, I should have kind of included this in the previous segment. But uh, this is a guy that's going to talk about, um, he's going to talk about uh, if he would date a woman that's been trained or has a high body count. Let's hear what he has to say. 
you're 29 and your girl got a train ran on her when she was in high school, when she was like 16. Yeah. But you love her. This is the love of your life. Does that change your view? I mean, I, I feel like I'd have to get very far in and deep with this person and then find out, you know? I feel like I wouldn't know that and then get to that point with that person. Here, I'll tell you what, Tresor. I would have a lot more issue reconciling that she one close friend of mine as opposed to having a train ran on her 10 years ago. Okay, so this more had to do with the previous segment. Um, We're seeing a lot. Oh, you didn't see it. Oh, shit. All right, I'll play it again. All right. Anyway, did you hear it? I'll play it again. All right. You didn't see it. So here's the tall guy, basketball player here. And uh, the guy was presented with an option. A woman that got a train ran on her when she was 16, which is not impossible. And then we also have the guy saying, I would rather her had a train ran on her 10 years ago, as opposed to her sleeping with my close friend. Uh, Let's see what men are dealing with today, man. Gen Z got it bad out here. You're 29. And your girl got a train ran on her when she was in high school, when she was like 16. Yeah. But you love her. This is the love of your life. Does that change your view? I mean, I I feel like I'd have to get very far in and deep with this person and then find out, you know? I feel like I wouldn't know that and then get to that point with that person. Here, I'll tell you what, Tresor. I would have a lot more issue reconciling that she one close friend of mine as opposed to having a train ran on her 10 years ago. Uh, yeah, man, see, we're getting to a very, very weird point because, you know, feminism has had women out here in these streets and men are having to in these streets pick from leftover women, sexualized women, women that got them cheeks clapped, women that been out here on having orgies and trains. Trying. All right. And so there's a lot of nasty dude. Oh, that's there's nasty. a lot of guy. you know, the whole single mother argument. Well, what am I supposed to do? Right? What am I supposed to do? So, <laughs> Jesus. Are you fucking gay? <laughs> Even the woman is flabbergasted. Even the woman is like, what? Are you kidding me? And this is a guy that, for all intents and purposes, he's not an ugly guy. He looks very tall. So, he should have an advantage in the dating marketplace. Now, if you're a red pill rager, this might make you depressed. Right? Because even dudes like this, who seemingly, he got, he's light-skinned. You would perceive he has a major advantage, and he's out here saying, she's not mine, it's just my turn. Trying. I'm saying I'd, I'd struggle harder with that. because You would struggle with her sleeping with one of your close friends. That I see and hang out with and talk to regularly every okay, week and everything get, like that. Okay, I can see and that. And she's 29, and when she was 19, had a train ran on her. It would, I would probably struggle with her being with my friend before as opposed to her having a train 10 years ago. Oh. Yeah, man. Hey, man, we down bad. We down bad. Somebody said he Canadian. Oh, this is a Canadian? Oh, it makes sense. All right. Wow. Both are issues, obviously, but I'm just saying. You're With saying me? what's reason? You And then you ask what's reasonable. Like, my is thing, that reasonable? My if thing? you stopped... Rocking with your girl because you found out she got a train around her. Yeah, I think that's old. reasonable. I won't lie. If I find out that my tr- man was a part of a train, that's very gross to me. I won't, train. won't lie. And he was last. I, I don't. Oh, shit. <laughs> I don't care what number you are, whether you're one or five. I, think I feel like if you're one, no. you're not really a part because of it. Because you're actively part. Of I you. started this off. I, whatever you guys did you after started me. Started off a train. No, I'm saying if you, <laughs> if you're. I always go first. By the way, I always go first. But um, 
yeah, there's some dudes out here that think they just don't have an advantage. They have a scarcity mindset. Um, and they will accept anything because they might think that there's that there's nothing possible. Um, these guys also say they don't pay and not my girl. And even when it is your girl, they're going to justify it. Well, it, well, at least you didn't sleep with my best friend. All right. Well, I accept that because what happens is he can keep it to himself. If his girl reveals, yes, I got ramrodded and trained and had orgies when I was 19 and 20. They said 16, which in Canada, that's legal age of consent. Um, as a Canadian citizen, they said 16, which is highly possible. It could, it could happen. He's like, at least it would be private information. Nobody else would know about it. So I can keep it with myself. So he's now saying that it would be worse if his friend had her before or during, because now he's got to live with it in the inner circle. This is where men are today. This is where men are today in relationship to the available women. This is how bad it is out here. This is how bad the scale has flipped. <laughs> right? This is how bad the scale has flipped in favor of hoes becoming housewives. Right here. Man, what are we doing, man? And so this was an extension. This should have been an extension from the Logan Paul scenario. But as you can see, this was one of my scenarios for Logan Paul. This is what Logan Paul probably thinks. He's like, well, I don't care. Right. What else do I have out here? What other choice do I have? This is where Logan Paul would be. So this this clip should have been an extension of that conversation. Anyway, anyway, yeah, he's out here. Let's get to this conversation about women should be housewives. Let me play um, a couple of clips leading up to it so I can soften you up. And then I'm going to reference these clips later. This is a couple doing a skit about uh, when your husband tries to make his plate in front of a Hispanic family, which is she's the Latina chick or the Hispanic chick, and he's the ninja. And this is a skit about him making his own plate in front of his Hispanic, her, her Hispanic family. Now, if I get into it with them, I, I gotta live here and you don't. Don't be getting it, you gonna get me in trouble. Get out the way, move, just move. You play too much. Now, if I get into it with them, I, I gotta live here and you don't. Don't be getting it. You're going to get me in trouble. Get out the way. Okay, so this is a situation here. We play skits like this with Latino, uh, Latina, Latino families where the even the Latina um, mother-in-law didn't want the husband of her daughter to help wash dishes. And she was like, no, 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 no. All right, no me gusta. As simple as that. So this is a traditional role where the wife feels pressure or the girlfriend feels pressure to perform in front of her family because in this family, the woman has a specific role. She serves the man, all right? So when we get into the housewife conversation, we're going to see that many times it's cultural, all right? It's cultural, and this woman is like, no, I cannot be seen being a feminist out here. I still must serve my poppy, all right? So there you go right there. Let's go ahead and continue with this information, I wonder why I ordered it this way. Interesting. I wonder why I ordered it this way. Well, let me give you this clip right here. Interesting. So this is from Dr. Miles Monroe. As you know, the bohemian motivational speaker. Um, and he is not with us anymore. He lost his life in a plane crash, I believe, in 2014. But he says all women should be housewives. Now, let's play the clip for the people who have just joined us. When I played the clip before, there was only 300 people in the room. Now there's well over 1,500, and I'm getting shadow banned and throttled. All right, so because of the title alone, 
of this stream. All right, because people thought I was just going to jump on here and all women should be housewives. That's not what I was going to do. We're playing his clip and I want you to listen. Listen, look at me. No woman on this planet, I don't care what she sells you. No woman on this planet wants to have to go to work. Let me say it slowly. No woman on this planet, none, I dare them to talk to me. I've been to 87 countries and every woman is the same. They don't want to have to go to work. Why? They're not built to have to support nothing. They came to help. All right, so um, this conversation, you know, um, is going to trigger a lot of people. But oddly enough, and I read this earlier, a lot of women agreed with him. In the comments section, you had a lot of people, 703 comments. But the most popular comments I read to you from women were in agreement with this. And the key part of what he said was women don't want to have to work. Now, some women choose to work as highlighted in the comment section. They said, oh, I choose to work, but I shouldn't have to have to work. I would prefer to not have to work. And so then some women went to calling for men stepping up to their responsibility. For an example, this woman says, yep, I say it all the time. I'm of the opinion that women's ministry is her household, which is more taxing or tasking than any job on the planet. Kudos to those who seem to be handling the household and still want to go to work. Want to go to work is the operative word. Have to versus want to. This is a woman here says if you choose to go to work, then you just add to another job to those others at home, which then brings up the conversation as to how much the man should help around the house, which we're not going to get into too much. Uh, But another woman says, I agree. I work because I have to, meaning that she doesn't want to have to go to work. Now, we're going to break down some statistical context here about the housewife. So we're going to warn you of some things. This is going to be triggering. You might not agree, but we're going to look at the history of women working and then talk about the suburban housewife. Now, the idea that women haven't worked is actually a myth. I've actually tried to break that myth down for a long time. Women have worked since the beginning of time. All right. They've often had a role. Majority of their role does extend to housework, child birthing, child bearing, child rearing, and all of that stuff, mainly because some, some societies work either economically poor or unstable. For instance, in the United States, much of our history um, prior to the uh, prior to World War II was a lot of instability. Wars with Mexican. Uh, you had the prairie. You had the uh, you had the uh, advances into from the east to the west. You had a lot of instability in terms of people with Native Americans and the people on the prairie. You had the antebellum society what you would call the peculiar institution, slavery. So you had that going on. You had a lot of instability with wars around the world, World War I and World War II. So a lot of the jobs extended around the, the fact that society was not very stable. All right, we didn't really become a stable society or an economic power until after World War II. Then things started to change with the introduction of the Industrial Revolution 40 years prior and that becoming status quo. So let's talk about that. Let's go back to, I did some research on today, the labor force and yesteryear's labor force that, that catered to women being only limited to certain amounts of certain amount of jobs. All right. Um, here it is right here. So women have always worked. It says the labor force participation of women in the U S 
1955 to 2005. And as you can see, I was right. Uh, economically, we didn't become a power worldwide until the 1950s, if you will. All right, and so it says right here, the amount of women that worked. Typically, if you were a single, never married woman, you were more likely to have to have worked, right? You had to have had a job. So women were working, although even through the 50s, it says right here, 60 to 65% of women worked all the way up until today, all right? But if you were married, you were least likely to have to work. So there's the housewife. But as we got into the feminist world, the 1970s, right? That's the, that, that is the shift in the, um, that is the shift in our world, the 1970s. I talked about this in my book. Everything changed in the 1970s. As you can see, once the 1970s hit, um, women who were married started to work more. So now you're seeing more women who were wives and mothers working outside the home. The women who didn't work as much are the divorced, widow, and separated. They seem to be the lowest uh, of workers for some reason. All right. This is the lowest representation of female workers, which is interesting. I don't know if this has to do with age or what, but divorced, widowed, and separated women are least likely to work. Maybe that alimony and child support. That alimony child support or the fact that their man might have left them money behind. Interesting, isn't that? Interesting, right? But but the idea that women did not work is not true. It's a myth. But let's talk about the jobs that they probably did have. All right. Uh, and then we'll talk about, okay, right here. All right, we got it right here. I did my research on this one. All right, uh, it says right here, and you can barely see it because they, for some reason, printed it in gray. The top 10 number of occupations women listed in 1910, which employed almost 80% of all working women. These 10 jobs employed 80% of all working women, okay? Well, number one, servants, <laughs> all right, servants. Number two, semi-skilled operatives, factory workers. Three, laundress, teacher, dressmaker, saleswoman in a store, stenograph, typist, eight, bookkeeper, nine, housekeeper, 10, boarding housekeeper, boarding housekeeper, right? Lee Harvey Oswald style, style. all right, boarding house, um, yeah. So she didn't own the boarding house. She just was David. She was the um, basically the dorm mom for transient people that rented out rooms as bachelors and such. All right. So going into the 1920s, these 10 jobs employed 77, close to 80 percent. We'll round it up. 77 um, percent of all working women. Now, well, I'll give you the current one as well. So we got semi. OK, it's the same jobs. Essentially, they just reshuffled them. It's the same job. I'm, the only one that jumped in there was clerk. All right, clerk jumped in there, and it replaced. It replaced, uh, I don't know. I can't tell that fast. A boarding housekeeper. It, it replaced boarding housekeeper. Okay, but housekeeper, bookkeeper, uh, which I think is, yeah, bookkeeper, keeper of the book, sorry. And then going forward, going forward, occupation that showed the largest increase, clerks, uh, the um, telephone operators, laborers, religious charity, telegraph, librarians, college presidents and professors, manufacturers and retail clerks. OK, women likely took more positions in stores and factories and offices as the demand for earlier occupations decreased. 
right? We went into a di- we went into the industrial revolution, right? That became more prominent. And this says right here, such as the numbers of families hiring servants. And so the servants declined, but working in stores and factories increased. Better pay, regular or shorter hours, more pleasant surroundings, better uh, social standing, better social standing. And, and might I add, the ability to meet a husband, this cannot be understated. So as you see here, this little lingling here, boy, look at this. She's so nice, petite, and so sweet. And let me tell you, she probably was all 18 years old here. And she probably was dropping that neck on her on her boss. <laughs> all right. The boss was probably doing some dirty deeds with her, if you will. And there was no doubts about it. All right. So here it is right there. Look at that waistline. Wow. Jesus, man. I like a little petite woman here. Uh, here is uh, jobs that women worked here. As you can see, nothing, nothing's changed. All right. This is basically Starbucks. All right. So the reading rainbow, reading rainbow. Yeah. Give me to a thousand likes. So the reading rainbow, this is basically Starbucks with the additional reading rainbow ninjas in the background. All right. So uh, she working behind the scenes right there. Um, Here's a librarian. It looks like, yeah, this is a librarian. Shout out to the librarians, the freaks with the bush. All right. Um, Anyway. Um, here's some workers here. Here's some laborers here. These are women working. So the idea that women did not work and they were just trained up to be housewives, very, very, it's not true. Women have a steep history of uh, of earning and working, and I showed you the graph. Now, let's get to the housewife, all right? Oh, sorry, the top 10 female-dominated professions today. Today, all right, let's get to that. Uh, number one, and you're not going to be blown away by this list, by the way which is going to lead into the conversation. Women are doing these jobs and staying in debt and accumulating debt, uh, pushing their pushing their childbirth and, and family back, basically wandering aimlessly, hoeing the streets for these jobs. This is my point. They're out here, out here being 304s. They're out here getting early terminations of pregnancy. They're out there avoiding marriage like the plague. They out here in debt. They out here lost in the sauce. They're serial dating. They're getting ramrodded. They're letting getting skeeted in raw by Pookie. For these jobs, this is the jobs that they're choosing, which to me is comical because I'm like, wouldn't you want to be? But that's that's not the conversation here. Uh, the jobs, preschool and kindergarten teacher with the median pay $29,000 a year and max pay, median pay for kindergarten, 57 k and that's uh, these that industry represents um, women represent ninety seven percent of that those teachers, right? In public school, in public school, ninety three percent roughly of the teachers in in elementary school are women. Okay, just keep that in mind. Ninety three percent of the people teachers in elementary school are women. In the preschool and kindergarten, ninety seven percent. This is choice. This is choice. Dental hygienist, female workforce, 97% of dental hygienists are women. All right. Median pay, 74K. Speech language pathologist. Speech language pathologist. And graduated from college with my bachelor's at 20 with a degree in communication sciences with an emphasis in speech and language pathology. There you go. Speech language pathologist, female workforce, 96%. All right, we do have a median pay $77,000 a year. 
dental assistant, 96% women, $38,000 a year, child care worker, 94% female workforce, $23,000 a year pay, secretary, administrative assistant, and that goes for executive assistants, that goes for uh, a floor manager, a call center manager, anything uh, that any over glorified paper and paper and pencil pushing job is a secretary job. All right. They're most of these jobs that they have are secretary jobs. All right. I don't care what title they give you. You're a secretary. Uh, but it says right here, female workforce, 94 percent. So 94 percent of administrative assistants, executive assistants, uh, office managers, any of these likes, secretary, $38,000 a year, 94% are female. Number seven, medical record and health information technician. <laughs> All right, that sounds like chicken bark to me. Yeah, project manager, any of those, those are the same right here. Medical record, secretary for medical records, essentially. Medium pay, 40K a year. And the female workforce is 93%. As you can see, they're choosing these jobs. These are the easy jobs. These are the layups. But then they want equal pay, right? Why don't we have equal pay? Well, take a look at the female workforce numbers. 90-something percent plus are women. And they're choosing these jobs. These are the top 10 jobs. Number eight, dietitian and nutritionist, 93% women, $60,000 a year. Number nine, hairdresser, hairstylist, cosmetologist, 92% female workforce, $24,000 median per year. All right, esthetician could probably be thrown in there as well. Medical assistant comes in at number 10, 90% female workforce, $33,000 a year. These are the top 10. Let me go back to 20, uh, 1910, 100 years ago, and not much is a damn, not much has changed. <laughs> right? Not much has changed. They're still kind of wallowing around in the same type of jobs. Top 10, semi-skilled operative, servant, teacher, laundress, stenograph, typist, that's executive assistant and uh, administrative assistant, saleswoman in the store, Clerk, bookkeeper, that's a medical assistant, dressmaker, housekeeper, all right? Not much, not much. So we're, when we talk about women making strides in the workforce and women choosing the jobs, what we're assuming is that they're taking jobs and they have better pay. But what, what's happening is they're choosing the same jobs and then they're stuck in this system of taxation, which they're in a tax bracket where they're getting taxed 25, 35% of their income. And they've also put off mothering. They put off husbands. They put off marriage. And they're stuck in this thing here where they're looking at being a housewife as a no. That's a no. All right, but we're going to talk about what currently can happen because people can work from home. People can use skills. People can sell Etsy. You can actually have a career where you work more and, and actually earn just as much or you actually earn enough that actually make it less counterproductive to work outside the home. Today, you can work in the home. Like, you could do this. You could have a YouTube channel. Like, you can literally work because women are going to work no matter what. But let's just say a woman says, I'm going to work from home and have a family. You can do that now. You, you could just do that now. All right, and even if you work for a company, you can say, I got to work from home. Uh, let's continue here. Let me show you this. 
Let me show you this uh, right here. This is a something that came out in 20, 2020 right here. This is right before COVID hit. And I remember I was showing this and reporting on this. Right before COVID hit, they started bragging about this number. Women now outpace men in the workplace. What does that mean for the future of work? Um, and they was bragging. Women outpaced men in work. And then COVID hit, and guess who started losing jobs? Women. Mm. All right, they started losing all their jobs. How dare you? All right, they were the first ones gone. All those soft jobs got cut, and uh, many of them had to go back. Their kids were sitting at home, uh, you know, uh, doing school from home. Uh, they were the first one to be scared of the flying flying uh, virus. So women were the ones that lost out. They were the non-essential workers. So these jobs they were bragging about, I wanted to show you right here. March 3rd, 2020. This is right before COVID. Okay. They were bragging. And then COVID hit and all them jobs went, non-essential jobs went bye-bye. All right. All right. Right there. All right. So I thought that was odd that the timing of that is actually interesting. But uh, going further into this conversation, check this out. This is a headline here. The suburban housewife is a specter built for white supremacists. We're going to get into the race conversation here. So the suburban housewife is a specter built for white supremacists. Interesting take here. This is in August of 2020. And this response is in the response to, I'm not going to read the article, Donald Trump in support of women working from home or being housemakers. So then we're talking about, you know, upper class elite. This is only attainable for the upper class, the upper class crust, upper crust. Um, this is not available for blacks or minorities, which is interesting because typically it is black women that really want to force the issue of being independent. So now let's deal with the sisters here of the idea of black women being homemakers and the history of that. Oh, you guys ready? I have my research. A history of black women as housewives. Okay, um, it says right here, and I'll skip around here. I'll skip around. Black women have a rich history of working inside and outside the home after slavery is abolished. Being a housewife was not a considerable option. They worked a double shift as they spent their day working for white families and then returning home to do the same, which is always interesting for me because this did not happen all across America. This happened where blacks were. Historically, black men did not participate in domestic work as their skills were considered, these skills were considered women's work. Throughout the early 20th century, many black women uh, continued to work as domestic servants for white households where they performed typical chores and provided care for the children. Now, here's the thing. Here's the funny thing about this, right? So you have on one hand, one hand I'm too good to work in, as a housewife in my own house, but the only option or the few options that you had was to work as a housewife in a white person's house. So the idea is women, black women didn't work as housewives. They did, but not for their own house. They worked for Massa's house. It says right here, despite facing significant challenges, including low pay discriminatory practices, um, many black women had little choice but to help provide for their family. True. Thus, very few were given the privilege to solely serve within their homes in the mid 20th century. Many black women entered the workforce by hook or by crook as a result of feminism, <laughs> right? Um, they say an increased opportunity due to the economy and civil rights. I say feminism, but it says right here, black women, black wives embrace their independence. See, 
So they're talking about Alice Walker and womenism. So it is them who chose. Remember, let's go back. It is them who chose to embrace working outside the house. It is not that men wouldn't help around the house. It is not that that those were a bad choice. It was that they, they embraced their individualism through these people, Alice Walker and and uh and uh, uh all the other black feminists back in the day. I can't even think of uh the other person. Um, it just slips my mind. But anyway, uh, last one I'll talk about right here. Uh, this person says this woman here. I think she's pictured right here. This is the woman that is writing this, she's a stay-at-home mom, all right? So she's a stay-at-home mom and a parenting coach and a writer and an author. Uh, sounds like she's broke. But uh, let's talk about it right here. The challenges of black housewives, one of the most significant challenges faced by black women as a housewife is the lack of representation of us in that position. In other communities, it is supported, expected even for women to be homemakers. Now, the reason why I wanted to show you that is because remember this clip? Right here, it's expected in this culture right here. Oh, damn, you can't see it. My bad. Um, it's expected. So uh, there it is right there. So she said it's not supported or expected. But in this culture right here, move, just move. You play too much. Now, if I get into it with them, I'm, I gotta live here and you don't. Don't be getting it, you gonna get me in trouble. All right, and so there it is right there. There's a cultural difference, a cultural shift where um, and the black community is not supported. And even this woman is talking about it. So there's some women in the original clip that I showed you about all women should be housewives. They're asking why men aren't providing the, the ability to, for them to be a housewife. When in fact, this woman's saying, no, black women are going to tell you that you should not be a housewife. So the oddity is today in reference to the original clip Women now are asking, where are the men that can provide us the ability to not have to work right here? And I'll show you. Here's the comment right here. Where are all the men who want to be husbands who handle their responsibility? Women are tired of holding it down on both ends. Well, that question could be severely answered by women in this economy choosing to be housewives after the fact right here. Let's go back after the fact. See, let's go back to culture. This young woman here seems to be young, fertile, willing to play this role. She probably is a dental assistant, medical assistant at best. She's not 30, 35. She's not already a single mother. She's not already pookied out. This woman is taking the role at the appropriate time as opposed to needing it economically now that you're 38, 40, 45, and 50. Now you want to be a housewife after you didn't hit the glass ceiling. That's a whole different conversation, and this woman's addressing that right here. Let me continue with the conversation here. She says black housewives have always been an anomaly as they have always been expected to work. Yeah, black women have always been expected to work and needed to work. She also goes further by saying, I believe we face this transgression because so many black women fought so hard to break into every gate kept industry. Curiosity killed the cat. So she's saying it's by the black women's own doing. You fought for this. Now you have to live it out. Right. That's what she's saying right there. All right. You fought for this. 
And the lack of cultural representations of black women as housewives often leaves us feeling overlooked and led to our own marginalization and discussions about homemaking and household management. This lack of representation can lead to feeling of feelings of invisibility and isolation for black women who choose this path. Many are not only proud of their works as housewives and are committed to their families, but they are capable, right? She's saying, oh, you're just a housewife. That's the I, and when I talk about my history with this, you know, my wife had that, oh, I'm just a housewife. I'm just a mother. And so she's saying people don't qualify you as capable. It is equally important that both sets of women, the black working woman and the black housewife, be accurately and wholly represented in all aspects of our culture. All right, and she has a whole bunch to say there. All right, so let me continue with this idea as I'm hitting you over the head with this. One more, a couple more things that I want to share with you. And it is, uh, you guys remember this woman, aimlessly lost. And when you tell them, well, go get married, go get knocked up, go find a man. No, I don't want to do that. But aimlessly lost, um, furthering themselves in whoredom and debt. All right. Housewife ain't on the menu. And for most women, it's not. There's a semblance of, I'm going to get this shit together. Well, it's not true. Most women do not become economically self-sufficient, right? Now, in the future, as we continue to kick this can down the road of feminism, could it be possible in their own wet dream, but it ain't possible. It ain't possible, not without men suffering significantly. So nobody's going to get women to be CEOs by 30 in their own business, and it's not going to happen. We'll collapse as a complete economy, and the Chinese will ravage our lands before that happens, all right? It's never going to happen. Women are going to just basically go drag us down the economic abyss believing in this, but, of course, whoring themselves out and catching STIs and, 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 and terminating pregnancies along the way. This is just the reality of it. Listen, all right, this is not any misogyny. This is where we're going. Now, the problem is here, here's two drawbacks to this, gentlemen, because I know, number one, you want a housewife. I had a stay-at-home mother. Okay, I had one. She wasn't a stay-at-home mom the entire time. She had worked before we were married. She she took time off when the kids were young, and then she returned to work, and it was actually her mission to actually focus on her career, right? That was her big that was her big thing. So I could focus on my career. Because uh, middle class women typically, they want to compete with their husbands and they want a semblance of contributing to the household. Uh, it, was a, it, was a, it was a deal breaker for me because that's not what I signed up for, right? So that was a bait and switch for me. And I thought it was leading us down to an economic collapse. So I said, I'm out on that one. All right, I'm out. I, I didn't sign up for that. I didn't want that. That's not what we agreed to. But sometimes a housewife might think, that she's not contributing because there's no paycheck coming in. So what do they do? They go to work. They go to work. Now, when they go to work, they basically have to trade their child-rearing responsibilities. They also have to have the man contribute more around the house, help, be active with the kids, pick up, drop off, help around the house. So that's an increase in the demand for that. And then also they have to give up their child-raising responsibilities because they're away from the house. Typically, they're away from the house doing these menial jobs, which are not going to bring in significant money. It's basically going to be a situation where you're robbing Peter to pay Paul. All right. Not many of these families thrive economically. And then when it comes down to do the taxes, it's basically, basically going to be a stop loss. It's going to be, it's a disaster. 
All right, it's, it's end up being a disaster and it causes financial strife, which the idea of the woman working was supposed to ease the financial strife. It's supposed to like, hey, you're bringing in another income. But what it does is it erodes the family. And what typically happens is the kids become lost in the system, right? As Corey Holcomb was saying, you become part of the system. You lost to the system. Let me, let me explain. Let me explain. Give me a second here. First and foremost, let's talk about daycare. I've been very critical of daycare. I believe daycare is for losers. Sure, some winners can come out of it, but I think daycare is for losers. I've been very vocal about this. Daycare is for losers, all right? It's for loser people to put their loser-ass kids who basically ain't going to contribute nothing to society, more likely than not. It's the future criminals. It's the future losers of society. Now, I was a daycare student, and look at me. I came out of it, but that's my opinion, and that's been my opinion for a long time, and then I found this. Then I found this, all right, where this woman is going to preach on this, and this could be um, conversation. They said daycare. Daycare used by primarily women or single mothers was not, is not being used as intended. The Boys and Girls Club after school program, the, the, the uh, after school program on your kids' campus. These women are taking advantage of these scenarios, often using government subsidy, free lunch to have their kids be babysat. So they can go to work to do what? What is the advantage they're having? The advantage is not, there's no advantage. There's basically her giving their kids away and into overpopulated daycare centers used to pay, pay by government subsidy, a.k.a. the taxpayer, and then the kids become future criminals. Watch. Watch. Listen to this right here. Here we go right here. I've never offended more women than when I posted this sentence on social media. Daycare was created to be a last resort. Your generation honestly genuinely believes it's no big deal. They're victims of this information. You've been propagandized. Do you think a majority of two-income families could afford for mom to stay home, but they're just unwilling to do so because of pride or convenience? I think a lot of them are. What do you say to the women who say, well, you're mom shaming me by talking about the cons of daycare? When you feel badly about something, it's a signal in your brain telling you something isn't right. What if they say, I want to work, I want to be a prosecutor, but I also want to be a mom. What kind of mother do you want to be? And what do you want your home life to look like? I want to catch people as young as possible. So before they ever get married to begin with is the time to teach how to map out this life. Is it a personal belief of yours that daycare care causes more harm on a child before the age of three or is it based on research it's absolutely based on research but it's extraordinarily countercultural. your baby or your toddler does not need socialization a toddler starts to quote unquote socialize at two and a half and that's not actual socialization even then that's what's called parallel play you're either a truth teller from hell or high water or you want to feel good about yourself all the time you have to look inside and say what am i doing wrong what am i missing what information am i missing all right this is uh, a name uh this is a woman that goes by the name of suzanne vanker i actually met her um at the 21 convention uh where she was a speaker and um um She's a per she's in this sphere, but she doesn't I think she posts a lot. 
But I actually had a chance to sit down with her very briefly to discuss her philosophy and whatnot. And um, here it is. Here it is. Will America ever be ready for the truth about daycare? Nope. Because it's just going to offend people. And it offends people who made a choice that they cannot get out of. Right? They chose single motherhood. They can't get out of that. They chose to work uh, and chase their career and throw their kids in the daycare. And leave them there at 6 o'clock and show up late. And people have been trying to make this legit. And I've been calling this out for years. I've been saying that is not the right way to raise a child. And well, what, what, am I, what else am I supposed to do? You're not supposed to do that. Let me listen to this. Let me take this right here. They said daycare is supposed to have been a last resort, not an option for you to use to go to work. Let me say it again. According to them, Susan Banker, daycare was supposed to be a last. That's why it's that's why it yields shitty results. It, it produces shitty people like your kids could be a Montessori and going to participate in sports and violin lessons, and you could be toting them around. But daycare students are often the lower end of the total pole, right? All right. And they end up being the worst students, the worst family, the worst, the less connection to their parents. And after six weeks of childbirth, these kids are shoved in there. It's supposed to have been the last resort, but we use it as a first resort. And they don't even know the teachers. The kids have 35 students. There's a teacher-student ratio that's messed up. And primarily, other women are raising you, as said by this statistic right here. Other women are raising these kids right there. Preschool, kindergarten teacher, 97% workforce. In essence, the people who don't want to be homemakers are ending up doing what? Raising children. Make it make sense. They end up they end up raising children, but not theirs. We live in a screwed up world. So these women are the career women. Look at this, 97% workforce. Why don't you raise your own kids? Oh, hell no. Okay, raise somebody else's kids. Okay. Mm. <laughs> All right, that makes sense. All right, let me give it, let me give it to you here, Susie Baker. Susan Baker, uh, Suzanne Baker, let me get her right, Baker. I don't even know how to pronounce it. Let me let her speak on this a little further so she can elaborate. And I do want to give qualification to the previous woman who is uh, just so you can look her up and maybe put a hit out on her. Some of you ninjas right there. Her name is Alex Clark. I think she's a doctor, by the way. Let me see. She's a doctor. Uh, Alex Clark. Is she a doctor? No. This was the woman speaking with Susan Banker. All right. You can see it right there. All right. Um, some conservative talking points incoming here. Here we go. Let's go back to the 1970s. The prevailing wisdom about divorce at that time, if you recall, if you're old enough <clears throat> to recall, was that children are resilient and they will fare better in life if they have happy parents, whether the parents are together or not. All that matters is that their parents are happy. And we know now, decades later, that that is completely bogus, that narrative, that argument. Divorce as a rule is very harmful to children. And we know that. We know that now. But nobody wants to publicly admit it. And it's just no different with daycare. It's the same thing. The prevailing wisdom is that babies and toddlers don't really need their mothers and they'll do just as well in daycare. And that is just not true. So a little 
mini education on the first three years of life. Hey, man, speed up the talk. Hold on. Let me put her ass on one and a half. All right. Hold on for a second. Speed it up. They are critical for the emotional well-being of humans. Too fast. There is so much going on during this time that is very hard to see with the naked eye, but that doesn't make it any less significant. Mothers or any primary caregiver who's in charge of baby isn't just feeding and changing the baby, although it may look that way to an outsider. The relationship that's developed between a mother and her child is a byproduct of the day-to-day care that takes place, which is very delicate and time-intensive. And back when I first wrote about this, I had quoted a woman named Dr. Diana Fisher. She's a licensed clinical psychologist, and she gave a congressional testimony in 1997 regarding infant brain development where she explained that the care in those early years is, quote, not a quick bonding period, but a slow, gradual process of many seemingly trivial communication cues and responses. Fair use. End quote. It's during this process when babies hear the same voice talking to them and caring for them every day that they grow to feel worthy of love and understand how to bond with another person. That's literally the the time that they're learning it when they're new to the world. And there's more going on than even that. Mothers are also during this time regulating the emotions of the infant, which means helping to minimize negative feelings, soothing the baby when he's in distress. And then, of course, you've probably heard of the bonding hormone oxytocin. It's being activated during this time, which means that having a merry-go-round of caregivers is harmful because a baby is attempting to form an attachment with someone and that person keeps leaving. And so it's getting interrupted, the whole bonding process. And to quote Dr. Greenspan again, the greatest fear for a child is the loss of a primary relationship. You know, at the end of the day, I'm convinced that parents, especially mothers, just don't realize how important they are in their child's development. The mom is everything to the baby. They're her world. They're his, her, her world. And by the way, I was describing that earlier today when children try to, you know, uh, try to move away from their parents and test their limits. Uh, But, and for most kids under five, they only see their parents. They don't see anyone else uh, continuing. That's why the babies look at their mothers the way that they do. You can just sort of feel it and see it. And what makes it so difficult right now, 20 years later, because like I said, I was writing about this 20 years ago, watching this generation who, who's at a loss for how to cope with this information because they weren't raised with it. So they've mapped out their lives with the assumption that daycare is harmless. Yeah, so there it is right there. Uh, they mapped up their They mapped out their lives with the idea that daycare is harmless. I think it is trash. All right. It's the trashiest option you can have. All right. Uh, you would be better off putting them with your grandmother than daycare. All right. And, but that's just my personal opinion. And I know I've seen daycare. So don't, don't at me. Um, even in nice communities, daycare and after school boys and girls club for middle schoolers, garbage. All right. But, um, anyway, uh, but what, what we do is where she's saying is she's going to clear it up. Hopefully soon is that people use daycare as a as a option, meaning that they're mapping their lives out and they're going, oh, and I'll just put them in daycare as an option. As a matter of fact, when kids start going to pre-K in kindergarten, the kids are not ready for school. The teacher will tell them, hey, this kid's not ready. Come back next year. And the mom will say, I can't. I got to go to work. You, you see how screwed up we are? You see how screwed up? So instead of having that kid get a little bit more bonding time at home, this kind of what thing that fractured my marriage as well is that my wife was eager to go work, but my son was like at that age where he could have done another year and then gone to school. But instead it was like, nah, he four, push him in there. I get free daycare, AKA girl math. Hey, it's free. 
they could go to school for free now. All right, but it caused more disruption to the family than it did benefit. But it allowed her to go to work, but it disrupted the entire family. Right, it, it, it put the onus on me because I had a flexible schedule. Now I had to pick up the slack where I could have been working and making more money. I had to pick up the slack so she can make minimum wage, right? So this is what happens to a lot of American families. Instead of, instead of daycare, uh, instead of being at home with the kid another year, they shove the kid in and the kid's not ready. Kid could have used another year. All right, let's continue here. And now that kid, not only that, that kid disrupts the rest of the class. So the kid is in there with 22 other kids and they're picking boogers and eating glue and crayons, right? And they're messing up. Not only, not only does the parent mess up their family, that parent messes up everybody's school experience because they got booger pickers and booger eaters in the back room, Right? It's absolutely mind-boggling, but do people care about that? No. Here, push them into school. I got to go to work because it's free. It's free school, a.k.a. it ain't free. It's public school indoctrination, right? You paying for that in the long run, All right? So anyway, let her continue here. So the reaction is completely understandable. But then you have to ask, so is the solution to just remain quiet so that no one feels uncomfortable? There you go. And that was one of the points I made in the interview with Alex Clark, that discomfort is where growth and change happen. There can never be solutions to something if we just ignore it or refuse to discuss it. So what now, they there's do, good news. So that what they do is they basically try to get us to ignore it, dis, not discuss it. Uh, this becomes a criticism of women, and they say you're a misogynist instead of dealing with it head on. Your, your son's a booger eater. Your son is goofy. Your son ain't ready. You know, you need to stay home and, and bond. You need to do a job, better job of parenting. Don't put the parenting on the teacher and the preschool uh, daycare people. Because when your kid starts acting up and getting bad notes sent home, then you want to blame everybody else but them. All right, I want to play the part where she says daycare was the last resort, and then we'll continue. So anyway, I just thought that was really interesting. So Alex Clark had, um, she had done something where, this is part of the Turning Point USA, by the way, this um, it, um, this podcast. It's called Poplitics, actually. It's about pop culture. I might not uh, get to the it. Propaganda. Let me see it's here. It's been my experience that countless women want to step out of the work for, workforce, but they're petrified of what that looks like, both financially and emotionally. Again, which is understandable. But the answer isn't to just say, well, that's not that's just not possible in today's world, especially since the pandemic proved otherwise. Ah, so that's a great point right there. So, oh, you guys can't see it. But anyway, uh, the pandemic proved otherwise, where in 2020 and 2021, we actually had more women having to leave their work outside the home and raise their kids in the home because what? The kids were at home, uh, distance learning. So, in fact, it could be possible that you could be working from home and working in the home. And that's what she just covered there. She was like, mm, the pandemic showed that, in fact, you could be at home working and you could earn money out, you know, from outside the home, within the home, and still raise your kids. It was the women that lost most of the jobs. As, as I remember, the statistic was 70% of the people who lost their job or were displaced uh, job-wise were women in the non-essential jobs. So they blamed the fact that they lost their career or their job because they had to take care of their aging mother and the children, when in fact it actually proved that you could work from home and raise your kids. So I, I'm glad she pointed that out. She was like, the pandemic proved that it's possible. And even today with more women, wives doing OnlyFans and 
doing whatever they need to do, selling Etsy or streaming or coaching or doing whatever they need to do. In fact, there's a better payoff and opportunity for them to have that and work from home, never leave, never push against the daycare. You can possibly homeschool and you can be middle class and pull this off. But what we're finding is these women are choosing. Let me say it right here. So when they say, well, we can't, what we're finding is they're choosing to focus on their career and not their kids. So I could focus on my career. Remember, everything is choice. They could pull it off, but they are choosing not to pull it off. And that's what Suzanne Banker was talking about. Oh, you could have done it and you could have maintained it, but you chose to take your ass back. Interesting. Um, one more thing here. Again, remember the whole thing was daycare was supposed to be a last option. I, I, I want to play that part of the clip. I can't find it. The time to listen to the interview, you're just going to react emotionally, which is the point of clips. I get that. Let me see if I, I can find it. Put them out. Because I want her to. That's how you get people to be aware that. It's, I wanted you know, to say it. My name is Tyler Lauren. I'm oh, shit. <laughs> All right. So I won't be able to find it. But essentially, I'll paraphrase. She says daycare was intended to be the last resort. And the reason why daycare doesn't produce good results is because people are using it as a primary option, not a last resort. And they said the only way to improve daycare is for less women to use it. Right now, I'm just using what she was talking about. I couldn't find that part of the video. She says the only way to I guess is some, I don't know who she was quoting. The only way to improve daycare is for less women to use it. That's what was said in the video. Now I can't find it. Last point, and I'm going to say this. For men who want housewives, let me just remind you of this. According to this divorce attorney, she's going to tell you which profession of women make for the worst divorces for men. Uh-oh, here we go. Um, but there were so many people that asked um, that I decided after a lot of thought and consideration that I will go ahead and respond to the most asked question from my last video, which is what professions in women should men avoid? And a lot of you thought that those same professions for um, men that I told you to avoid would translate to women and they really don't. I don't think that there's enough data out there for me to, to comment on that. But the few, I've had one military um, female client who was pretty difficult. But other than that, um, I've not seen any correlation in those same professions. Spit it but up. I went through my case list. And if you have a problem with me giving an introduction to this, then just scroll along because I'm about to hurt a lot of people. So I'm gonna explain what I have to say. See, this is what we, have you noticed that when people speak the truth, they got to paraphrase it. Oh, I'm going to hurt your feelings. You're going to be mad. You're going to be in your feelings. And all they're saying is the truth. What represents the truth? Daycare is for shitty ass kids. All right. Daycare produces criminals. All right. This is overwhelmingly the truth more than likely. But then when we say this, and oh, no, no, that's because people are choosing this. And then they don't want to. They don't want to deal with the real. So she had to paraphrase before she hit you with the real. Let's go ahead and let her hit it. Uh, and you're going to have to listen to it if you want the answer. Um, 
I went through my case list and there's about 60 cases on my case list. And there are some common professions that I see in women. The most common one that I see is teacher. The second most common is nurse. But those cases are not cases where the female is really difficult or litigious or anything like that. They're just kind of run of the mill cases. Um, the most common profession that I see in the female parties in my divorces, and this is over 13 years of cases. Um, oh my God, <laughs> I'm so nervous. Damn, see, this is sad. She's so nervous. I, I'm sorry to keep you on pins and needles if you don't know this answer. I've already shared this video years ago. All right, but she's on pins and needles to tell the truth. This is what's sad about our world. This is why I love telling the truth. She's like, uh, I don't really want to say it. Spit it out is um, stay-at-home mom. Uh-oh, stay-at-home mom. Look, unfortunately, it's the housewives who do the worst in divorce, meaning that they give you the worst shit in divorce, meaning that, oh, I left my career. I've been worked for five years. I have a gap in my resume. Oh, by the way, this is backed up by this data right here. Uh, let me show you. This is backed up by this data right here. As you can see, which women participate less in the workforce? Divorcees, widowed, separated. Them women collecting alimony and child support. So these are the stay-at-home moms. The divorcees, widowed, and separated are the ones, are the women who work the least. Cleaning up on that child support and alimony. So this attorney is dropping truth bomb. All right, where is their video? This avert attorney revealing the truth right here. So if you want a housewife, you are signing up for possibly the worst litigious divorce going. Here we go. Um, hate me. I know y'all are going to hate me, but let me explain why. Yeah. Um, number one, when you're divorcing a stay-at-home mom, they are paralyzed with fear, and rightfully so, because their whole life is going to change. They are going to have to go back to the workforce. They're going to have to possibly move. Their finances are about to be very different. There's lots of things that they don't know financially about what's going on. And so um, they tend to stick their head in the sand and stall. And so the cases become very contested and very expensive. Yep. So they drag out them cases for years, fam. And, oh, you control me. You financially abuse me. So... You can't almost, guys, gentlemen, the sad story is you can't win. You can't win. You can get a career woman. You can get a housewife, ninja. You can't win in this world because feminism won. You well, feminism didn't win. The devil won. Let's continue. The second reason that I see that stay-at-home moms end up being the most uh, common profession in a divorce is that I think there's a tendency, and this is completely my opinion, just based on my observations, they tend to focus so much on the children and the husband focuses so much on career that she, they, first of all, they don't feel appreciated by one another, but the husband starts feeling like an ATM ah. and the wife becomes completely focused on the children and they tend to grow apart. So I think that's why it's the most common. That's not hate, just an observation. It's probably be my last TikTok. <laughs> so see ya. Damn. She worried about getting banned. Dude, she worried about getting banned for revealing that truth, man. This is the world we live in. And she's using her statistics, moon stars, quasars. She's using absolute facts. And she worried about getting canceled. All right. Unbelievable. But, guys, it's almost a lose-lose for men in this today's world. But I hope you enjoyed this segment. It required a little bit of research and time, but it 
didn't require a lot. You can dig it out. I think we're we're damned if we do, damned if we don't. We're it's a lose lose. Uh, we're we're in a catch twenty two. We're in a strawberry letter twenty two at this point. Mm. <laughs> I mean, there's nothing much we can do now. We're stuck. And the idea now that women are workers and they're encouraged to work and find careers. Uh, it's actually messing with the younger generation of men who have no purpose. When before, they would have had a purpose. They would have had a wife, a family. Some of them would. A majority of men would, even if they don't are not a primary earner. Instead, they're told that they, they, they ain't shit if they ain't making 80K at 25, right? By women. Not just by me, but by women. By women are telling them that. And the men are like 80K. Unrealistic. So this is where we are, and it's not going to get better. If you think it's going to get better with all of this shit, Forget it. This is why ninjas is going get their passport. All right. And this is why uh, CGA has a special friend. I just want to say thanks. I'm glad you came along. Partner, I want to sing a song just for you. Because you're my special friend. friend get your passport and they going to of course the passport guys are going to get slaves of course <laughs> get your passport all right the empire podcast says thank you coach can you do a show on vetting women properly perhaps let's do that tomorrow all right we'll do that tomorrow vetting women properly that would be a good show i'm gonna catch up on all these super chats so don't worry about it we're going to get to it. Vetting women properly. All right. Vetting women. First thing you do is don't deal with them. <laughs> All right. All right. Here we go. But we'll talk about some things to look out for, how to vet women here. We'll get to all of the contributions and all of that here. Thank you, brothers, for the contributions. Hit the like button as you exit the stream. All right. I got to sign back in over here. Uh, We got uh, Brown310. He says, F these P sitting down missions. And he says, and shout out to all my senoritas turning 21 today. Hello. Mm, mm. There's nothing like senoritas, man. I'm telling you, man. Nothing like a senorita. All right. And hide the kitchen knives if you mess with senoritas. Hide your kitchen knives. They'll stab you. They'll stab you. Yeah, they loco too. All right. But they a good kind of loco. They'll at least love you and they'll still have sex with you. They'll still have sex with you. They'll be mad cussing you out, and you'll be thrusting and pushing and shoving. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's the best thing about them. They'll scratch and claw you and gouge your eyes out, but they'll still give you some peace leave. Mm. <laughs> All right. You know, it's a catch-22. It's a wonderful thing. Um, but um, shout-out to Newski here. I'll give you a gordita, too. He says, my ex said her at home was hard, stressful, and needed a break from the kids sometimes. This is true. And he says, also wanted to go back to work two months after having a baby. She didn't want to depend on me full time. This is a plight of women. We can't undermine this. They do feel this way. I got caught cheating. Well, that didn't help. But no matter the reason, I came to grips that the ideal family structure rarely gets accomplished. So I don't feel as bad. I was down for a bit. I'm better off a single as single. Uh, relationships are not for me. All right. Shout out to you for that one right there. But uh, in terms of listening to women, they do get into that rut, right? Um, especially if the economics is not that great. Like you're barely making it as a 
primary breadwinner and you know she's having to do a little bit here and she gets tired of children um it's the hardest job in the world raising kids is not the hardest job in the world but it is the most important and it is repetitive it is good you know what i mean like you gotta want to do it you gotta want to do it so like you gotta want to be around kids repeating yourself 15 times it's like raising a pet you got to be around there talking, you know, uh, Google Gaga talk and, oh, you know, hi, little Johnny, you got to go tinkle. Yeah, it is a little demeaning and a woman can feel like I'm better than this. But what better job is there than raising a righteous kid and sh- or shoving them in daycare center? Nobody cares about, you know, it's kind of a weird situation. Again, you got to feel for them, but um, it is not the confusion we made. It is the confusion that the world is giving them. And if that if you if you are a religious person, those who live of the world become of the world. And the world is of Satan. All right. The world is of the devil. All right. And you gotta be in your spiritual nature. If you claim to be a Christian, but you out here living uh the life of Satan in the nanny goat. <laughs> right. Das Token says, My young Gordita made me bref- breakfast tacos. He says, My light bright. BW asked me why I don't eat breakfast before work. <laughs> exactly. Mm. All right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, because you didn't make any. Yeah, bitch. Yeah, bitch. Yeah, man. Well, you can cook for yourself. Well, ladies really did themselves in for sure, man. They really got themselves and they're really goofy. They really goofy like that. Caitlin says men like Logan Paul have to ask themselves if she gave that peace leave to men who never married her. Why marry her? If she gave that same peace leave to you without having to marry her first, why wife her up? This may be for fame, but as we know, celebrity relationships don't stand the test of time. Indeed. Indeed. Where we at here? Uh, let's see here. And I think we got Kaylin to round it off. He says, the rumors uh, that Nia Long may try to get back with Emi Udoka, if that is true, I think women who are in their 50s and above have to admit that they don't have the relationship off options they think they have this is a win for email it does give them a little bit of leverage but they do have a child together so that might be something that she's considering but yeah the along it's been a wrap for her anyway uh, she needs ma she needs ma yadoka all right people they be like she got her own money not compared to ma right Look at MA's contract and look at uh what's her name? Nia Long's net worth. And she ain't gonna be in no Friday movie anytime soon. In fact, have you ever gone to the theater for Nia Long? I'm not trying to put her down, but y'all be pedestalizing women like they got money and they ain't out here MK Ultra Sex Kittens. Like um, like that um other girl. Y'all was like, what's her name? Megan Good. Megan Good got her own money. What? Like, what movie have you said? Megan Good's in the movie. I'm going to the theater. And now, if you did that, how many people you think did that? Zero. Okay? Mm. Nobody ever went to a movie because Nia Long starring in it. <laughs> now, when she was in the movie, <laughs> you probably was like, hey, there's Nia. She ain't ever headlining not Nan movie. But, that, but that's neither here nor there. So, how much money could she possibly have compared to M.A. Yadoka? It's crazy. <laughs> right. All right. So anyway, let me stop. Not a one time have I said there's a movie coming out and Nia Long's in it. 
<laughs> All right, stop. All right, here we go. D-list actress at best. I mean, she's C-list, maybe B. She's sub B, C-list actress. Love Jones, nah, you went there because the ninja that was in Minister Society was in it. O-Dog was in it. <laughs> you was like, O-Dog is in the new movie. You thought he was going to be shooting up the movie, but he was in love with Leah Long. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> all right, anyway, uh, Brian says, great show. Brian J says, great show tonight, coach. Thanks for covering Suzanne Vanker as a resource in this space. Fathers need to know this. Fathers need to know this. People need to be comfortable talking about this. I was very vocal as of the use of daycare for my children. I was vehemently against it. I actually protested it in court, right? And um, I was like, I don't want my kids in daycare. I don't. But because we have a, a parenting agreement, they said, well, she can decide who takes care of the kids when the kids are on her time. That's what the judgment was. And they said, similarly, you wouldn't want her to decide who can take care of your kids when they're on your time. So this is the evils that God don't like about divorce is that that's how petty it gets. I was like, I don't want it. So what I would have to do, let me tell you what I had to do. On days where we had a transition, this is how ridiculous it is. On days where it was a custodial change, which was typically we use the school as a custodial change, which means we didn't have to interact with each other. We can drop off the school. When there wasn't school, there was daycare. There was a summer camp. So what she would do is instead of bringing the kids to the house, she would drop them off at daycare, and five minutes later, I would pick them up. Bruh. And the kids didn't like the place either, so what they would do is, if I was busy or I was running late, they were like, hey, where are you? They would call me from the daycare. Are you coming to pick me up? They were literally in there. Oh, of course, the government subsidized her daycare, and she tried to get me to pay half of it when the government was paying for the majority of it. You know what I mean? This is the stupid shit that goes on. So on a, instead of saying, oh, okay, yeah, okay, you don't want to pay. Instead of bringing them to my house, of course, you don't want any cuss. She would drop them off to the daycare. I would go pick them up immediately. Shit is weird. People weirdos for this shit. People weirdos for this shit. I swear to God, <laughs> right? I still have voicemails of my kids when they were younger calling me from the daycare. I saved them. I saved them. I'll never play them for you, but I saved them. They're still on my voicemail, and I switched several phones. They're still on the voicemails of my kids calling me from daycare. Daddy, come pick me up when they were like six and seven. But mothers, man, they hate the fathers more than they love the kids. I will be convinced to this day, and it's not just me. I know a lot of people that go through this. It's not just me, please. It's not just me. A lot of people go through that. And what they'll do is what they're doing is using the daycare as a shield. And I got even more stories related to that. I got even more stories related to that. Uh, they're using the school. The women will use the school and the daycare as a shield. And sometimes they'll even get them to do the dirty work. You'll, if, if you're a parent that doesn't use the daycare and you pick up, you'll see that these people will, they'll give you dirty looks. They'll be like, <laughs> they'll give you dirty looks walking in there. And that's because she went in there and she told oh, he this and he that. And you walk in there, hi, I'm here to pick up my kids, and they looking at you. These goofy-ass $20,000 a year slave wagers are looking at you sideways, and these people are responsible for your kids. It's absolutely insane the amount 
of pe- of of um the about the amount of shit that women do behind the scenes. They do this shit behind the scenes and they do it intentionally. It's really yeah, they be mean mugging you. <laughs> you like what the fuck? And you be like what the hell? You be like give me my damn kids. <laughs> Your kid was bad today. I was like, the kid was here 15 minutes. How bad could they been? But anyway, <laughs> Jacob says, uh, so if I can't win, what's the solution, coach? <laughs> Indeed. All right, I got to get to these super chats. Did I get them all over here? Schedule P says, Kiki Palmer is dropping a new track with Usher, and they're going to be in a video. The Jezebel spirit is strong. No respect for her baby daddy. Debate and switch, coach. Tells us about is real. And not only that, the praying mantis. The praying mantis. Somebody said they called my kid that my ex to say and said, is it okay if he picks the kids up? I've been in that situation a couple times too, where uh, that was used against me as well. And I'm like, bitch, I got a parenting agreement. By the way, if you have a parenting agreement, always carry it with you. Take a picture of it on your phone and save it in your pictures and your favorite so that if something comes up, you can pull it up quickly, all right, especially if you're in handcuffs. All right, Angel says they can work at home and choose not to, and they put the kids in daycare, but we all know that they do it because of the power dynamic so they can make excuses so they then can go outside the house as well to contest and compete with men. Yeah, we know that. There's a choice. Like today, having to go work outside the home, like you can, you can make, you don't have to leave the house now. You don't, but they're choosing this now. Um, in fact, I actually, in the upper middle-class couple that I knew, I knew several, these were all white wives, by the way. I knew several white women who, had, they were lawyers. They were lawyers. They got, they had JDs and one was a doctor and they were stay-at-home wives. And what they would do is from time to time, they would go back to work, but they would do it from the house. And so they would juggle their homemaking responsibilities with um, being an at-home lawyer. But several times they would quit the job. They would quit because what would happen is these people, they would work as kind of probably like a paralegal with their JD degree. And uh, because they got their MRS degree and they married a guy who was wealthy, all right, or their, their family's now wealthy or trust fund or whatever. But what would happen was they would work like four hours a day and uh, but the office that they work for would take advantage of them. And they would pile on the work and then they would get stressed out. And so they said they don't need the stress. So they give up the, the part time job and just focus on them being a mother like that happened a lot. They would because I trained them as fitness clients. They were my clients and they were like, oh, I'm a lawyer. And I was like, damn, and you a stay at home mom. Oh, yeah. And then they were like, yeah, but I have a law degree. And she was like, I work full, I work part-time, but they bogged me down with too much work, so I stop. Mm. I'm like, damn, man, boy, it's different, man. Upper middle class is different, man. So even when they have the degree, even when they have the ability to work, they choose the priority of the children, which is not an easy job, if you will. They choose it to prioritize the family and the child. Interesting, isn't it? It can be done. Mountain Man says, thanks for covering this topic. Susan Banker is a great resource in this space. Fathers need to know. Mr. Albert, what happens when we have a world full of single mothers not getting married and having children? Anarchy, third world country. 
2K teacher says Susan Banker is awesome. Been listening to her for years. Coach Moore proof, you are always right. You've been talking about daycare kids for four years at least. Yep. I've been I've been doing it. And people have been like, what's wrong with it? What's wrong with it? Uh a lot of people like mediocrity, don't y'all? Y'all like mediocrity. Well, I'm a person that likes to excel. I like to actually put my kids in the best position. I also am able to put my kids in a better position because I'm flexible. But if another parent is like, no, put them in daycare, <laughs> right? And you're like, okay, but I can. But what happens is the parenting times flips. You got to remember, there's always a reason why not to do um, what I do. So in my situation, unique situation, if I have a flexible schedule, which is the argument that she was trying to make, you were like, you were complaining about your flexible schedule being used. But if I had the resources and the ability to put my kids in a better situation and you say, no, keep them away because the parenting time would flip and you would get less child support. You see what I mean? The child support would flip, but I wouldn't have took her to child support. I would have said, I just want my kids to be in better position. But in her mind, oh, he's getting more parenting time. Right? So I'm going to stick him in daycare so he gets less parenting time. Guys, single mothers are doing this shit right now. This is not just my case. What they're doing is sticking these kids in what I used to call a network of babysitters. Neighbors, uh, homegirls, parents, like their grand, the kids' grandparents, after school. They're putting their kids in these situations to avoid parenting time for the father. Period. So they're saying that they have to do it. And I say, no, they don't. They don't have to do it. They're doing this to give the father least access to the kid. And then what they might do, which is illegal, is they'll put a barrier in between the father being able to go up to the school or the daycare to even get their own kid, as this other brother just talked about. This is some evil shit that they're doing. Never feel sorry for women and the choices they make. This is my basis of my story. They make these choices intentionally, most of it because of their emotions. And then when they get stuck and paint themselves in the corner, then they get mad and, oh, help me. I'm just an innocent woman. I don't know what happened. Bullshit. Most of it is because they are trying to piss somebody off being vindictive or spiteful, period. And then they get themselves caught up. Then they want to bat their eyes at a goofy-ass gump and then give him some punani two times a month and then thinking he's going to rescue it. It's actually, yeah, they'll leave them with their, dude, these women will leave your kids with another man or that man's mother or aunt. They'll do it. I don't feel sorry for any of these people talking about, well, I don't have any choice. No, you do. Most of the time, you have a father that could possibly take it, take take uh take the kid. All right. I thought I read this one. Mr. B says, Coach, my wife hit me with the I'm not happy and moved out about a year and a half ago. I changed jobs immediately to, uh, to a job working from home. Since she left, I have our two kids for a minimum of five days a week. For the last year and a half, I do it all. She doesn't have time due to school and work. Yeah, some of them even work and go to night school, too. I kept my two-year-old daughter home with me while I worked. I don't want her in daycare. It's ironic to me that she's a social worker now working cases for broken families. Facts. And so now she's seeing the damage being done, but she will never equate it to the damage that is done 
by themselves at their own hands and sacrificing their own children. By the way, child sacrifice has been a thing that has even been seen in the Bible, um, also mythology, also historically, um, also in civilizations that, you know, nanny goat civilizations. Um, what we're doing is the equivalent of modern day child sacrifice. Put that in your pipe and smoke it. It's a fact. We are sacrificing children to the altar of Satan all the time. When you hear women rapping about rapping about uh, going to Planned Parenthood, we're in modern day child sacrifice. Bob says you should talk to Aaron Clary. He has tons of horror stories about. I know my boy Aaron Clary. Justified misogyny says Aaron Clary equals a white CGA. Uh, we're very close, and we're both cantankerous. We both don't give a f. <laughs> All right. Shout out to Aaron Clary. If you're not a part of Aaron Clary, um, and actually met him several times, and uh, that's a good guy, man. He's one of the few good guys in the manosphere. All right. There's a few good guys in there. I'm not gonna name names, but he's a legit good dude. He sent my son a book. He sent my son several books. All right. He actually um I, he met me when I was in Vegas with my son. And uh, he took, he put my son to the side and he gave him game, not game on women. He was like, hey, man, you should think about um going to community college and getting you some college credits and, and doing this. Dude, Aaron Clarity was lacing my son up with game. Cappy is one of the good, 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 good dudes. And uh, he sent my son. He was like, hey, he texted me. He was like, um, hey, man, send me your address. I'm going to send your son some books. <laughs> Dude, your boy. Your boy uh, uh, Cappy is one of the good, genuine dudes. Like, there's a lot of good dudes in here, but he's a genuinely good dude. All right. Um, anyway, and he sent my son books, and that means, you know, when a person like that is thinking of your kid and, like, trying to put him up on game and, yeah, and all that stuff, you know what I mean? Like, you got to think, man, that's a good-ass dude. Anyway. Um, anyway, shout-out to the people whose feelings got hurt from this podcast, but I don't give a fuck. All right. I don't give a fox out here. Yeah, bitch. Yeah, bitch. Put it in your pipe and smoke it and or prove me wrong. What you have to do is prove CGA wrong. What you have to say is CGA is wrong. Not for saying this. CGA is wrong about this. That's what you have to do. Other than that, I don't give a fox. Yeah, bitch. Yeah, bitch. <laughs> That's the coach gang. Shout out to the coach gang. Thank you for the support. And you know what happens next. We be out of here. Peace. <laughs>